The Angry Chicken is a production of amove.tv. Check out Amove TV for more podcasts covering Blizzard games. And for more of Jocelyn's gaming podcasts, visit jossplays.com. The Angry Chicken is brought to you by our legendary patrons over at patreon.com slash TAC. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a leopard gnome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Greetings and welcome everyone. This is indeed Tack. I am Garrett. She is Jocelyn. And we are back, and I am back for a like an extended period of time, unless I get cripplingly ill or something. I was going to say, do you promise this time? Because you said you were back last time, and then you were like, "Whoopsie doodles, anniversary, gonna be gone again." Oh, don't say whoopsie, whoopsie doodles. Makes it sound like I I didn't give you ample warning. So last week was planned. The two weeks before yes. was very much not so. So, uh, well, yeah, but I didn't want to rip on you for that week, Garrett. Come on. That's just cruel. Yeah, but I have to crack back and make you feel at least a little bit like a bad person. That's how this works. That's how this really is a give and take. And uh, I'm only interested in the taking portion. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm glad to have you back, though. I mean, it was our guests have been amazing. Hat and Vigil did a great job covering for you. But, you know, like. We've been doing this for almost 400 episodes now. Like there's, there's a certain, you know, give and take, give and take, like you said. Yeah. There's, there's, I don't know, a rapport, Yeah, <laughs> a level of comfort and familiarity. <laughs> yes. It's, um, we've been doing this a while since t- 2013, which math is hard. Seven years. Yeah. Seven years, dude. Holy seven years. butts. <laughs> Holy butts. That's a, that's a long time, Joss. That's a long time. This is my 10th year podcasting. I don't know when you started. Uh, 2011. So oh, congrats next year. Yeah. Next year. You're I gonna- know. I'm trying not to think about it too much. Cause it's kind of weird. Like doing what we do for so long. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. And I haven't done anything. I'm stuck with anything for that long. <laughs> no, no. Our bosses have been terrible throughout our life and there's no reason to stay with <laughs> I know you care they have a boss, so I hope they're not listening. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the best bosses have been our listeners and folks supporting us on Patreon and whatnot. But this isn't like a round number episode, so I don't know why we're. Why I we're, don't know why we're reminiscing. We have a lot to get to. We do, we do. We should probably stop. We should. I'm just glad to be back, and uh, it, it feels longer. It feels almost like there was a major event in the United States of America over the course of me being absent that could have possibly made me feel like decades took place within about four days. Yeah. Plus, I mean, technically you were back for one week in between, but um, you haven't really had a chance to talk yet about the dark moon set. Like we, we had a lot of like big major Hearthstone topics that we covered while you were away. So I feel like, when you left versus where we are now in terms of everything we know about the expansion, everything we know about um, patch 19.0, which came out today, like 
Hearthstone is a different beast than when before you left the first time, right? Yeah, even like before the first time, between la- like two weeks ago and now, yeah. um, as someone who has been spending way more time with Battlegrounds than any other mode in Hearthstone, what a week for me to go away. Like yes. <laughs> what the shit happened while I was gone? I felt like a parent who came back after their kids threw like a movie style high school party. Or I'm just like, wait, the living room is on the roof. What is happening? Yeah. Um, or I guess the basement is on the roof. If I'm really talking battlegrounds because freaking Galakrond and Togwaggle are on or not wag toggle are on top. Yeah. And Things did completely flip. And uh, when Vigilant and I were talking about it, we thought that most of the changes would be, in some cases, like really, really good. But we definitely did not envision like the two bottom heroes becoming the two top heroes. Um, that was that was pretty crazy. And I, I think it's um, we maybe should have seen it coming. But uh, yeah, we thought they'd be good. Just not that good. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. I came back. It, it, honestly, it was really cool. I Like I've we've. we've both taken time off and come back and you know we've experienced it multiple times over seven years of doing this podcast but i don't think i've ever ever taken a week off and come back with more upheaval than yeah what has happened in the last seven days um so it's cool it's been a really unique experience it was it was really i it, i got to be a fan for a week and i get to do that before like it's, <laughs> it's cool when i get to listen to the show when i'm not on it but like, it was also cool just being like, oh, I wasn't on the show. And also, like, Kenny and I did a pretty damn good job of staying off social media. So I wasn't staying up on stuff. Like, I, I didn't see the patch when it dropped last week. And so I, I came back and I logged in the game. I was like, oh, my God, is this what normal people experience in Hearthstone? <laughs> Do they just log in? They're like, wait, up is down, left is right. What's going on? Cats and dogs are living together. And, and it, was, it was really unique. And so, uh, yeah. But it doesn't matter because, as you said, there's... An, a butt ton of stuff to talk about. And so 19.0 is officially here. It dropped today. We've had literally a few hours with it uh, in between yeah, trying to buy PS5. Not a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unsuccessfully, I might add. I struck out three times today. Aww. And I, I will not make you break in eight minutes when the next batch at Walmart goes on sale. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I give up. I give up. If anyone has a line on it and doesn't want to upcharge me, let me know. Garrett Arn on Twitter. <laughs> Um, but 19.0 is here, uh, and with it has come the Tavern Pass, the new version that is a Battle Pass, not uh, actually has nothing to do with Battlegrounds. They have split right. off the Battlegrounds perch, uh, perch, perks as perks. its own separate purchase, or perch, as I like to say, because I'm a cool guy. <laughs> do uh, we have to shorten absolutely everything? Obvi. Like, obvi, some words need to be shortened, but others, like purchase. <laughs> Purchase is when my bank account is mad at me. Perch is when my birds outside are happy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, Tavern Pass is uh, here. Battleground Perks has split off of it and is its own separate thing for $15. That is here. And the achievement system is here as of today. It is. And uh, I have thoughts and feelings on things now that we officially uh, like have it in game and can see how everything works. Um, the first thing that I wanted to to point out just as a like quality of life thing that I noticed that they added is when you AFK for a while, you no longer have to like close out of the Hearthstone client completely and go back in. You can just, there's like a little, it looks like the little Wi-Fi symbol with like the three little lines 
um, you could just click that in the bottom right corner and it'll reconnect you to Hearthstone servers instead of having to fully close down Hearthstone and reopen it again. I didn't know Ooh, that was coming, but it I was wonder, something else that's now in uh, 19.0. I want to try that on mobile. I wonder if they added it that uh, added that there as well. I don't know. I guess we'll <laughs> I find out. On mobile. Yeah, we'll have to find out. But, Neither have um, I. I. My phone is still very old and I'm looking at a 12 drooling at the moment. Uh, so <laughs> there's 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 the look into the window of my iPhone life, everyone. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but like, I mean, what do you for you, Joss? Here's a good lead in. What what are you more hyped about? And this may dictate which one we talk about first. The the the, the battle pass system, which is now just called the tavern pass, which is a little confusing if you were already used to that term as primarily a battlegrounds perk system. Or are you more excited about the achievement system being added to the game? Uh, I think from a happy place, I'm more excited about achievements. I think that there's things that need to be said about the Tavern Pass, but it's not because I'm excited, happy about it. Um, I was I thought there were some some positives, but I think the Tavern Pass has one giant fail and uh, it kind of just ruins the whole thing for me. I don't know. Okay. I'm still going to have to play through it and see um, like how it ends up feeling. But um, for me, so we talked about this when we talked about just um, battle passes in general. And my hope for Hearthstone is that they would learn from ones that I think are implemented correctly and feel the best as someone who's um, played a bunch of different games that have these battle pass systems. My favorite by far has been the dead by daylight system, which is very similar to Hearthstone in that it gives you a certain um, different things like the daily quest to complete yeah. um, as, as you work your way through the, the uh, battle pass, but each and every level of the dead by daylight pass is the same. You need 10, they call them rift fragments, but it doesn't matter. You need 10 for level one and you need 10 for level 70. And so your progression is very steady throughout the entire length of the battle pass. And um, what is not immediately obvious when you log into the Hearthstone one is how much XP is required for every level. You don't find out how much um, experience you need for each level until you hit that level so level one was like 100 xp and i was like oh cool and then you know level two is like 150 and i'm like oh man like (laughs) already it's like 150 percent is hard (laughs) that's the first level like it just yeah i mean those early levels are going to be excruciatingly easy because of the xp exactly the quests do yield you but those latter levels are going to be nuts yeah i came first in a battlegrounds lobby with Alex Straza. Anyways, I came first. You are just (laughs) the luckiest bastard on earth. I've got anyways. (laughs) I came first with, uh, which was one of my um, weekly quests. So it was worth like almost 2000 experience. And it bumped me from level two all the way up to level eight today and on one hand it's kind of weird because you have to um for both of the systems the tavern pass like reward tracks as well as the achievements you have to go in and claim them which is kind of odd but uh anyways it jumped me from level one to level eight so those like you said early levels are really easy to get but then I like I look at the next one and I'm like, oh, OK, that's like I can't even remember what it is. 
eight or 900 XP for the next level. And I'm like, that's half my next weekly quest. So it's like, it just, it really ramps up really quickly. I have no idea. And this is um, kind of speaks to the transparency or lack thereof with the Tavern Pass is I have no idea how much XP it's going to take me to get to the final level. And at some point, I'm sure I'm going to be able to complete all three of my weekly quests and not earn one level of my Tavern Pass. And that just feels so terrible. I wish that they'd learned from other companies that have made battle passes that feel good to complete and feel good to progress through. And it seems like they haven't. They've just made this like every other XP grind in anything you've ever done. And I don't think that's the right approach to a battle pass. Now, I will say the one thing that I really do enjoy is the fact that you don't have to buy it. The rewards on the top level are few and far between. I think they're every five levels or something, and they're completely cosmetic. So you don't need to buy it other than the fact that they do give you that 10% bonus XP. So with the 10% bonus, it makes it feel a little bit required, especially when you realize that the XP isn't spread equally throughout, right? Like <laughs> feels like I'm going to need that 10% bonus if I intend to complete the, the reward uh, tiers or re reward tracks, whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on a lot of this. Um, I'm, I, want to reserve judgment to how it not being consistent throughout, like you said, you know, comparing it to in your case, dead by daylight. Um, Cause day one, I've barely had a chance to really experience this. So we'll, we'll have to see, but considering, you know, how it's already growing, it seems like it's going to be quite a bit by the time you get to the end. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting for me. For me, I I had it like my first reaction was uh kind of a like a negative reaction to the quests. Okay. Um cuz I got in the first thing I wanted to do was check the quests cuz they said you know you're going to be mm -hmm. not only are they adding weekly quests which is just a thing we didn't have before. I'm just held on to a quest for a week and that's not a weekly quest that's just you being weird. <laughs> that's just something um, that you didn't do. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So I'm like, okay, so they're going to have to, you know, come up with a lot new a lot of new quests and and I don't know. I was I was kind of I wasn't saying super tapped into a lot of the messaging that was coming out about the this, this battle pass, so I don't know, but I had this personal assumption that they were going to let me grind it, this out however I wanted to play Hearthstone, but it's, it's not, there's still like barely any battlegrounds representation in the quests. Yeah. I think my weekly quests and I'm guessing that they're probably random because two of my three weeklies were battlegrounds. So I had a quest to um, get first in a lobby, which I did. And then I had a quest to win five of battlegrounds duels and something else, but it wasn't arena. It was very specifically not arena. Uh, might it, maybe it was um, tavern brawl. Maybe it was brawl battlegrounds and duels. I have a weekly for brawl battlegrounds and duels. That's the okay, only yeah. of the six things I'm staring at at quest right now. It's the only thing that has battlegrounds in the title. Same for brawl or duels, which I find yeah. really disappointing. Um, now, I think you also, and I could be wrong here. I thought you also got XP just for playing a game. No, you do. So like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you are still, even if you just go in and play battlegrounds, you will be rewarded with 
a little bit of XP towards your tavern pass reward track, but you're totally right. Like the the quests that you're given, the dailies and the weeklies are a hundred percent like or not a hundred percent, but probably about ninety percent of your of your XP rewards. Like those are huge chunks. I think I have one weekly quest that's win seven standard games that gives me like twenty almost twenty four hundred. I think it's like twenty three seventy five or something XP. So um they are the way to go <laughs> if you're trying to grind levels is to make sure you're completing all your quests yeah, so yeah if and you was... are a strictly battlegrounds player you're definitely a disadvantage now you can re-roll your quests um i don't know how many you can do i only re-rolled one because it was i think dual specific i believe it is one weekly per week and one daily per day oh okay so, yeah. Um, and then, so I did. And then I got use your hero power 50 times. And I was like, hey, does that complete in battlegrounds? And the answer is no. Mm. Um, not to mention, well, it kind of weird because there's plenty of passive hero powers in there as well. But at the same time, like, and then I was also got a daily to play 20 Murlocs. And I actually ended up going a Murloc comp in a battlegrounds game. And I got no credit towards that whatsoever. So it was just feeling left out as someone who finds battlegrounds infinitely more interesting at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the same page. I think that there's room for improvement in this system, but I also think it's stuff that could have been or was already like feedback that was given by the community of like, oh, hey, we see what you're talking about. And it's kind of funny because Blizzard said when they announced it, they're like, oh, nothing's finalized. We don't we haven't decided this, that and the other thing, like way back from when they uh, put that or when that spreadsheet got leaked. Like when was that like three or four months ago that spreadsheet got leaked? So it was just like, well, nothing's changed from from that spreadsheet. So don't tell me you're working on it. You're open to feedback. If you're going to keep everything the freaking same. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't honestly gone back and looked at it, so I, I can't, uh, I can't comment, but yeah, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, your, your biggest concern was the XP getting higher with the getting higher and higher. Yeah. You know, and and chat room is saying, I I don't know exactly where I'm guessing it's on Reddit because I'm pretty sure Reddit is a banned word in our chat room. So I think that's why it's not permitting it. But anyways, um, yeah, if if what you're going to link to is the spreadsheet, I'm pretty sure it's the same. Um, I don't know if anyone has actually been able to grind up. I, I would highly, highly doubt that within the first couple of hours, someone's been able to fully grind the entire uh, tavern pass. So oh, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think that we actually. Tremon is saying that it's already been confirmed that it, the maximum XP you need for a single level is from 49 to 50 and it's 9,000 XP. Right. And so I'm just wondering on a source for that, because like I say, there's no way to see it in game as far as I could tell. And until you actually get there and I don't think anyone has been able to get there yet. <laughs> yeah. TLDR. It's uh, almost 6.5 thousand experience to get from one to 50. Uh, 650,000, not 6.5. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> it's a lot, you guys. Oh, wait, it's that's a one lot. to 150. <laughs> Never mind. So it's, it would be, I'm more interested in one to 50 because past that mm. point, it's just bonus gold, I believe. Right. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, um, out of cards, uh, data mind it. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah. So I would say, yeah, data mind is, is probably right then. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, every level up to 50, oh, every level after 50 is 4.5 K. Um, but to go from 49 to 50 that it's 9 K, which is so much. Like I said, I have a three weekly quests in there right now that all of them together do not add up to 9k, which means I could do all my weekly quests in a week and not get a level. And that by the time we get there in however many weeks uh, is going to feel really bad. And I am not a fan. I think it's a huge fail. And I'm, you know, like I'm not going to mince words here because I feel like I always try to tip, tiptoe around stuff and maybe that's why maybe the feedback was too nice and not to the point enough. So this is a fail. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not mincing words. This was done wrong. <laughs> Fair. I also kind of, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I have purchased a tavern pass. It's the first time I want to give it. I just want to jump in both feet first, see how it goes. But my, my day one experience is not as hype filled as I thought it would be. Well, the thing that I thought was well done or at least better done and was pretty hype was the achievements. I will the say achievement system's great. Yeah, the achievement system is really, really robust. I was surprised at just the sheer number of them. I think I've got 7,500 achievement points or something. So there are some achievements that like uh, carry over from your, I guess your previous activities. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Celestalon was tweeting about that. Um, so you should follow him on Twitter if you're not already folks, but he was talking about how it might seem like inconsistent, but at the end of the day, he said kind of retroactive achievements are just really, really difficult because there's some data and some statistics they've already been tracking and for that, like hero levels and, yes. and wins, wins on standard wild ladder, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that they can retroactively award you, but stuff that hasn't already been tracked, but seems like it should have been because it's a relation to achievements you already have when you log in on day one, he, he's a, he, that's, he basically explained that's why some things yeah. were just some very specific things were tracked. And while it seems like they may be tied to other achievements that you were not retroactively awarded, it's not the case. It's just like they have just not straight up not been keeping data for those things that seem like you should have them already. Which, I mean, I think there's there's one achievement that I have progress of uh, 49 out of 50 top fours with unique battleground heroes. But then I went and looked and in the battlegrounds hero section, the only hero that I have a win with now is Alex Straza because that was the first place that I got this afternoon. And I'm like, well, if you've tracked top four with unique battlegrounds heroes, shouldn't you also know the heroes that I've hit first with in a lobby? Like, and so I can see that like, information it would make sense that that was there but i don't know who knows how they've got things set up on the back end now they're now when you get those things there then they're going to actually come through i'm guessing that there's no um like Tyrion hero achievement for getting first with Tyrion because he's not even in the pool right now um so there's going to be well, some things curious. like that like, that, yeah in that you know top four with 50 different champions did Tyrion count for you because I'm I sure if you know. got Tyrion, you accidentally got top four at least. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of the one thing that is, um, other than going in and having to claim your achievements, which I think is really weird, um, there's not a whole lot of information around the progress. So 
I can't see when I go to that 49 to 50 battlegrounds heroes, I can't see the heroes I'm missing. And I also can't see the heroes that I've completed. Like there's no way to know which hero I should play in order to get that full achievement. Right. Um, I can kind of um, scroll down and see which ones like I haven't won a lobby with. But then again, that's only um, since we've like since this afternoon. Um, so I really don't know what those 49 or what those 49 heroes are and what I should play to get the 50th. I could play like a Zephyrus or a Silas because they're the newest ones. And, you know, so therefore they're the ones that I haven't, you know, actually gotten a win with because I haven't played with them yet. So there's always that road I could potentially go down. But like, I, I know I only have one. And if I had like 37 out of 50, like I'd have no idea. <laughs> Good point. So I just wish that there was a little bit more information about like, progression and how like either what you have done or haven't done like what's remaining to be completed um they have a the similar system over in world of warcraft so um with like storylines it'll say like hey you're in this zone and here's a list of all the storylines in the zone and then it turns green when you've done it and it's grayed out when you haven't um or here's all the mounts that you need to collect for an achievement like again green if you have it great out if you don't um that's just the kind of um next step i'd like to see them take with this because right now as far as i can tell they're not searchable they're not like if i click on it it doesn't like jump me to a hero i haven't played as yet or you know it's just it doesn't have that next level of like robustness but i will say there's so many freaking achievements in there you guys i am so surprised They, they went really went deep, deep on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got super clever with some of these achievements, um, and I like the UI. I, I, I was with you. I want to defend the interface because I was with you for a hot second on thinking it was a little strange that I had to go and collect my achievement points. Yeah. <laughs> until I noticed that some achievements give XP, and I thought, okay, that makes a little. Oh, bit- they do. Yes, there's some with chests, and they also receive like give you a little bit of experience. Is there a way to tell which ones yes. those are? They have okay. a chest icon instead of just a like a gold number icon. The gold number icon is just huh, achievement points. The ones with the chest have something in addition, usually to achievement points. And to hmm. me, that makes sense. Because you think about like anything, like before, like Harson's entire time, the only thing you would really earn, I mean, other than gold and whatnot, are, are packs. And you'd be made aware mm-hmm. of that and you'd have to go in and you'd have to actually open your packs. It wouldn't just throw a bunch of cards randomly into your collection. You have to go figure out later what you actually what were awarded. Um, and so I kind of dig that. I, th- I see it as kind of actually fairly consistent with how Hearthstone has doled out rewards in the past. Um, it would have been weird if it was only achievement points. If it was only achievement points, like just keep racking them up like every other yeah. achievement point on God's green earth, please. But because there's other things that can be unlocked in there, it makes sense to me. I'm, I'm going to, I'll go to bat for it on that, on that regard. I actually think it's kind of, clever interface and keeps it with the hearthstone theme of like moving through your game board and, and it also like kind of guide you there and makes you, you know, actually interface with it and look at it a little more often. Cause I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I checked my achievements on something like my PlayStation or my Xbox. Uh, I do that all the time, dude, (laughs) but I am a completionist achievement hunter. Like literally today I went in there and when I was looking at this, I'm like, oh, okay, 49 50. I need to play a hero. I haven't played yet. And I need to get a top four. Oh, also AFK. I really like AFK. What's her achievement? Because all of the, um, all of the different 
heroes have like a thing specific to them on top of like winning a lobby with them. And hers is go AFK for the first three turns instead of the first two turns, which is, oh my God, so punishing. (laughs) I'm the opposite. I I have uh, historically um, outside of World of Warcraft where achievements earn you awesome stuff. I don't Mm. give a crap about achievements. (laughs) Like I find them obnoxious. I I find them obtrusive. Um, I hate playing a Naughty Dog game and seeing an achievement toast. I'm just like, this game is amazing. I'm ready to cry from the scene that's playing out in front of me. I don't really give a crap about the pun you wrote for your trophy. Okay, please. And thank you. Go away. I love those so much. Yeah, I've I've never been an achievement person um, outside of World of Warcraft because you actually for some of the harder to achieve ones, you get get awesome stuff. Um, so do you think that XP or maybe card packs or like, I don't know exactly what all is tied to achievements, but those ones that do have the extra little bonus, is that enough to make you like seek them out? Because then again, I would like some sort of part of the interface that tells me, oh, hey, Joss, guess what? Here's the ones you can do for XP, like filter by rewards or something would be really good. But again, it's just... That's just me wanting next level. Um, but I think that the the way that they've done it right now is fine because they've created a much more robust and a much deeper system than I thought that they were going to. The fact that they very specifically have like class achievements for doing stuff in the next expansion, like, you know, play such and such a card 10 times, do this cool combo. Like there's lots of stuff in there that's built specifically for dark moon fair. And I did not think that they were going to um, like go that deep. I thought it was literally just going to be, Hey, how many levels do you have with your heroes? How many cards have you collected? Like I thought it was going to be really superficial. So I'm pleasantly surprised with achievements. Yeah. I, 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 don't think you're wrong by any means, but wanting to like be able to track things like uh, that, that to me, I think that's kind of a, a borderline standard of achievements, even as someone who is not a particularly large fan of achievements. Um, but at the same time, this like by Hearthstone standards, this is a lot like this is, is surprising. Yeah. This is an impressive amount of stuff they've done here. And I really like the interface. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. So the, the part of this I was the least interested in, I'm the most impressed with. And the part of this I was the most excited for, I'm the least impressed with. It's kind of like where I landed. I'm just like, oh man, okay. I guess I have to play standard or bust. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I could play duels as well, but duels is still so standard or bust. Still pretty janky. <laughs> like duels, I like duels. Don't get me wrong. I really like duels, but it's but like it's I I expect a little more polish. Even though it's I'm beta. looking forward to duels once it's like out proper, not in beta, because I find right now it's just so hard to judge, and I'm looking forward to having everything out so that they can balance things better. I don't know. I'm, I mean, even then I'm going to be a dirty net decker. So (laughs) Josh, we're about to talk about, um, this set. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called uh, madness at the dark moon fair. And I'm just not so certain they're concerned about balance anymore. Uh, <laughs> you're just you're just sad about yog i think i just have to give myself over to yog i think i need to yes, get a purple exactly. hood, yes praise yog garrett and praise yog forsake, uh, forsake hope of uh skill uh, like actually dictating the outcome of my games just just praise him praise him <laughs> we are going we are going full purple 
We're going all old gods up in here. (laughs) (laughs) I think Hearthstone is in general, honestly. Um, Yep. (laughs) Which makes me excited for duels because, yeah, standard. I have concerns. I'm I'm excited. Well, we should we should talk about things. We should we should, we should. Uh, before we get into it. Let's thank our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/tac for supporting this here very podcast. So, folks, if you like what Joss and I are doing, and if you can't stand me, well, if you the very least you like what Joss is doing, check out Patreon.com/slash/tac because um, that's how you can support us. Like the show's always going to be free. We're never going to put the angry chicken behind a paywall. We promise. For the most part, I don't know. If I can make like a million dollars, I'm going to put it behind a paywall, but that's never going to happen. So uh, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash TAC is a completely opt-in way to do so. Um, and we've got some perks for you over there, like access to our patron-only Discord, ad-free versions of the podcast just for patrons, and uh, you know, and signups and stuff like that. So go check it out. And uh, this week, Joss, we, we had some patrons up their pledges, and we don't, we don't always do this, but I wanted, to, I wanted to thank them. I think it's pretty rad. So Spaceman Spiff, Thank you for upping your pledge to $10. And Kyle P., thank you for upping your pledge to 5 Really appreciate it. That's, it's awesome. Like, a lot of folks don't do that. So it's like, oh, damn, thank you so much for, I guess, being even more jazzed about what we're doing here. <laughs> so we appreciate it. And now, Jocelyn, let's get into this week's Hearthstone News and talk some cards. Good news, everyone. Uh, we went from knowing some of the cards, Joss, to uh, all of them, all of the cards. <laughs> yeah, I think this is this is the closest that they have ever come to a just complete and total card dump all at once. It was basically a nine day reveal season, I think, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and I mean, I when we first started the show, I was like, you know what? Don't even tell me the cards. Don't even do a reveal season. All I want is for everything to come out day one, everyone to experience everything as a surprise together, like, whoa, crazy, amazing launch day. But um, you have always said, as a content creator, that would just, that makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit. And I'm now on board. Now that we've had a nine-day reveal season that has gone over like two angry chickens, it's not enough, Garrett. It's not enough. <laughs> We've been dancing around it for a while, and I am here to announce the official death of card by card reviews on the Angry Chicken. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it can't I, it's happen. It's been a while, but this would need to be my full time job, and it isn't. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's no way we can cover because last week we, I think, went through uh, nine cards or maybe twelve, and and there were a few that had been released when the expansion was actually announced, and we we're just like, oh my god, we're gonna have to cover literally over a hundred cards next week. I'm like, it's not happening. It's not. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. It just, yeah. it just doesn't. It can't, it can't be done. It can't be. No. This is. I mean, it's been. We made jokes about it. I think on the final episode, the last episode that I was on, which was just like, how do you even cover all of Hearthstone now? Yeah, like it's hard enough. Aside, with how do you even do it? You can't. Yeah, standard wild brawl duels, battlegrounds duels, a new game mode coming in January or February, like just man, too much, too much. We have historically been variety and we shall continue to be variety. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about the dark moon fair. And what we're going to do today is for most of these, I kind of looked at it, Jocelyn and I asked what's the same and what's new. 
And so we're going to talk a little bit about what's getting empowered, what you already know, and what you might be able to add to deck lists that you already, you know, are playing. Um, but we're really going to focus on like what looks to be new archetypes coming out of the classes in, in the dark moon fair. Um, so let us know what you think about this, uh, unless your reaction is no, I wanted a six hour podcast where you've covered, <laughs> which, you know, that's going to be everyone's reaction. Sorry, I appreciate that you actually want to hear us that much. I appreciate <laughs> right? it. I am flattered. Um, and I will think about it when I go to bed at a normal hour. <laughs> but um, so let's start with Demon Hunter. Let's start at the top with Jocelyn's favorite class uh, and ask the question, Jocelyn, what is the same with Demon Hunter? And the answer to which is uh, Demon Hunter still demon hunting. Um, they still have lifesteal. Yes. They're getting new lifesteal. They're getting new card draw. They're getting new weapons. They're getting new demons. They're still doing demon hunter things. Jocelyn, one of those things that's the same is kind of new. Yeah, it's just the same, only different. And yes, it's just the same, only killing like you. It might be crazy, and I'm not sure if I'm a fan of it. But, you know, I'm not sure if I'm not a fan of it because it's Demon Hunter or if I'm just not a fan of it at all. But it seems like in the class they chose to put it in, this could be broken <laughs> i'm trying to i am very much trying to measure my responses to this because it feels like there's some really busted demon hunter things and i don't know if i'm angry about that because of the class they put it in or because i think it doesn't belong in hearthstone but it seems very broken that lifesteal can go face that's not what the original keyword was designed for and so i think the the amount of uh, damage you can deal with lifesteal cards is kind of revolves around healing your face. And now that you can damage somebody else's face, that seems like that's just not how the cards with that keyword were designed. Yeah. Ilganoth is a new legendary for demon hunters. It's a four mana two six with lifesteal and it reads your lifesteal damages the enemy hero instead of healing you. And so think about any demon hunter card or neutral, any card with Lifesteal that you can yeah. put in a Demon Hunter deck. However you go about that, including Discover Shenanigans, um, dealing its Lifesteal damage as additional face damage to the opponent. So like Soul Cleave, you know, deal two damage to two random enemy minions, and that has Lifesteal. That's four damage to, if you hit two minions with it, that's four damage to the opposing face instead of healing you. Um, which I share your concerns. Also, I think this is really cool. I think it's an interesting way to boost damage uh, in a way we've like never seen before because it's very specific. You can only manipulate this through a, one specific keyword. Only one specific keyword is going to give you extra value out of Ilganoth. Um, right, you know, but you think they about, do have um, they have that lifesteal weapon and then they have so many ways to add attack to their hero, which then um, if you have the weapon equipped and you have Eldratchy all of those spells... All Drashy Warblades. Yeah. If you have the weapon equipped and then you have all of the spells that just boost your damage, then all of those spells, it's not like it deals the Warblades damage with lifesteal and everything else without lifesteal. That all gets smooshed together, which means you can do crazy big. Like, I mean, I've been hit in the face. We talked about this last week when Vigil was on. I've been hit in the face with those things for 8, 10, 12 damage in a turn. And if you then double that because of the lifesteal effect here on Ilganoth, 
then it's just like, oh my God, you swung in for 20, 24 damage in a turn. That seems insane and not out of the realm of possibility for Demon Hunter because of all of their crazy um, card draw effects, right? And Outcast uh, having a whole bunch of different um, like discounts and things when things are out. Like um, what's their uh, hit a minute, a minion and heal you lifesteal card that's super cheap if it's Outcast. Oh my God, I'm totally blanking on it now. I beam, yes. I beam, thank you. Like <laughs> you can I beam now, which was, you know, still a really swingy card because you could remove something from the board and heal yourself at the same time when you've in theory been smacking minions with your face because that's apparently how they envision Demon Hunter working, but like I don't know the last time I saw Demon Hunter attack anything that wasn't my face. But they could um, they could remove something from the board with I-Beam and then heal themselves up, which was not the best for the opponent. <laughs> Great for the Demon Hunter, not the best for the opponent. But now when you think of that damage going face to your opponent, like it's just, uh, they don't need burn spells. <laughs> I get the feeling that, that Team 5 wants to speed things up a little bit. Um, which... I, again, I'm kind of okay with, I don't know. I'm, I think this is clever and I like it. And I like this idea of boosting. It's damage. interesting. I just wish it was anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cause it makes me think of spell damage and spell damage is so ubiquitous because it affects any spell that does a set number of damage that can then be amplified. This is specific to lifesteal and that's cool. Um, so I want to, I want to go back for it a little bit there, but also, um, I'm getting a legendary totem and shaman that I would like to stay on the board. And I don't, not even sure I'm going to survive to get there if I go against mm-hmm. Demon Hunter because of Ilganoth. But again, it's Ilganoth. It's a legendary. It's a one of, you can't have the duplicates unless you find some way to cheat thing. But this is a rogue. I know it feels like it cause it's drawn so many cards and beating you to death with mate, big weapon damage, but it's Demon Hunter. <laughs> uh, they cannot make duplicates of a card and add it back to the deck. So it's, it's the legendary. It's one of risk reward there. For I sure. know it just, it doesn't really ask a whole lot of the demon hunter. Um, yeah. Keep doing demon hunter things and pay four damage. Yeah, you're, Like it's like, Hey, just take one slot one in minute. your deck to hit your enemy for more <laughs> because yeah. you're already doing lifesteal weapon things like that whole crazy build up your weapon and attack with the war blades. Like that's already something they're doing. All they have to do is find one spot for Ilganoth and all of a sudden it's a crazy damage combo without changing your deck hardly at all. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Maybe I'm doom saying just because Demon Hunter gives me like PTSD. I believe you're demon saying, <laughs> Jocelyn. Yes, I'm demon saying. <laughs> yeah. That's the term. That's the term you're looking for. But uh, moving on the Druid they're I think they're a little tame uh, for such a beastly class uh, see what i did there Whoa. yeah 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 um as to what's the same like i don't honestly not too much there's there's no new ramp which i'm thankful for um yeah there's one new beast but it starts at seven mana and it already has rush the the umbral owl owl it's uh the seven mana four four beast with rush costs one less for each spell you've cast this game so you can discount it but you know if, if you're concerned about beasts in druid it's because of guardian druid and you want them to be five or less so you can rip them out of your deck and give them rush. You don't need to already have it. I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but still. Umbral Hour isn't drawing me two cards when it attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, they, did, they didn't get ramp ramp, 
but they did get the eclipse cards that give you um, your spells costing less. So it's it's or a different way twice. of or casting twice. Yeah. So they they got some mana manipulation without it being straight um, ramp, which I think is is good and interesting. Um, there's a lot of stuff too. Like, um, I think Scenarian Ward is kind of an interesting card because it is in that, um, big spell kind of slot. So that might be the kind of thing. Eight mana, gain eight armor, summon a random eight cost minion epic spell for Druid. Yes. So that's something that could maybe potentially see some play because Druids obviously aren't going to be waiting until turn eight to cast this. They, because they ramp, they can get it out way sooner. So even if you low roll on your eight drop, you're still getting an eight drop way before your enemy can, you know, potentially deal with it or, you know, play an eight drop of their own. So um, I think that in Druid, this card is better than if it was in any other class. And also they have a lot of stuff that interacts with if you have a big spell in your hand, do this other thing. So again, this much like Ilganoth and Demon Hunter isn't asking you to do too much outside of what you're already doing in some of those bigger spell druid lists. So yeah. I think we'll probably see that that one see some play. But you're right. They, they didn't really get anything that was super crazy different than what they were already doing. It was kind of like shoring up a lot of um, what druid was already trying. Yeah, probably the most unique card is just because it's it's weird, which is guess the weight, which is a two mana epic spell draw card. If your next card costs more or less or, or, or sorry, guess if your next card costs more or less to draw it. Yeah, that's just weird and unique. Um, not certain it's good. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it could potentially be, I mean, it's, it's definitely draw one card for two, right? It's maybe draw two cards for two, uh, depending on if you understand, like if you're, if you're running Hearthstone deck tracker, but if you know, like the probabilities of drawing, you know, above or below, what are you talking about Justin? uh, I'm keeping a very, very up-to-date post-it note. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you know what remains in your deck, then it becomes a, a whole lot easier, I think, to to get it right. In yeah. which case, you're drawing two cards for two mana, which is really good. So, yeah. Uh, Boy, I, yeah. Ugh, cards like this drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> insane good or insane bad? This is crackle <laughs> levels of triggering me and my oh, okay. the, the <laughs> randomness that I, I find fun. This is the randomness I find the opposite of fun. Okay, I so yeah, I don't know. I think this is it's rewarding your deck knowledge, which I think is a good thing. I'm actually I'm more on board with this than like a crackle kind of random that no matter what I do, it's just going to do its thing and I can't control it. This I can at least make an educated guess. And that is, I think, better. Uh, The one card I thought you were going to say as being like kind of weird and kind of out there was Gray Gray Bow, the uh, five mana taunt legendary, which is has a death rattle. Give a random friendly minion death rattle summon Gray Bow. So if you can keep minions on board, this thing just keeps going forever. (laughs) If you can keep minions on board and I don't think he fits into like a token druid deck. I think other things are just better, but it's still a cool like iteration, like an idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's it can be countered because as death rattles can be. So I don't know. This is one I look at and I'm like, that's cool design, but I don't believe in it. I don't think this is going to. Oh, no, I don't think it's going to be good at all. (laughs) But I think it's cool design. It's different anyways. (laughs) Honestly, I like the eclipses. You know, you mentioned um, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I like them quite a bit. You know, Lunar Eclipse is, they're both two mana cards. Lunar Eclipse is a two mana, deals three damage to a minion. Your next spell this turn costs two or less. And then Solar Eclipse is two mana. Your next spell this turn casts twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Lunar Eclipse is good. It has that flex that we're used to from Druid. Um, and, you know, three damage in a pinch. But there's like an interesting combo with Solar Eclipse and Lunar Eclipse, where if you Lunar Eclipse into Solar, or uh, sorry, you Solar Eclipse into Lunar Eclipse for the spell reduction, you can get four mana off. Because, like, taking two off 4-2 but with a naked Lunar Eclipse is, like, not all that attractive. It's, like, uh, unless you're leading up to something. But I don't know. Demon Hunter is about to potentially hit you for 20 damage with a weapon. So right? I don't think you have time for that. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. And then I like that they, they gave us, a, you know, a legendary Moonkin for four, mm-hmm. four mana 2-2 two, two that adds a Solar Eclipse and a Lunar Eclipse to your hand on its battle cry. So. Right. And these are these are collectible cards, too, because I think there's actually an achievement for casting. I think it's six eclipses in a turn. That's the that's one of the Dark Moon Fair achievements that was added for Druids. So um, that's yeah, I think there's some with the solar. It's doable. Yeah. Doubling the lunar eclipse cast. It's it's definitely doable. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Again, I'm really glad that they integrated the um achievements into the expansions themselves to give you some yeah. cool stuff to try yeah it's, it's, it's some cool stuff um but before we move on Josh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a thick episode let's uh let's uh let's take a quick break and go to our our sponsor segment of the podcast i got the best deals anywhere Joss, it's it's I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's it's holiday season already. Oh, I'm aware. It's yeah. the most wonderful time of the year. Don't mention Nightmare Before Christmas songs, because then we're really we're gonna be here a while. Um <laughs> I mean, safe to say though, I mean this year is gonna be a little little different than years before. You know, we're all indoors more than usual. But I mean, it's kind of your best excuse to get your hearthstone on and like pretty much never leave. And so why not get some cozy loungewear or undies from me undies? You know, you can really oh. hone your new favorite deck in maximum comfort while not leaving <laughs> your home. And maybe in my case, enjoying a little uh, eggnog. The honestly, the lounge pants are so comfortable. I mean, I live in Canada. It's been a little bit crazy this year in terms of weather. It's been like 20 degrees in November, which is not a thing that normally happens. 20 degrees is hot for everyone in, down in the States. Um, and no matter what the temperature is, I wear my MeUndies lounge pants and it doesn't even matter. They make me warm when I'm cold and cold when I'm hot. I don't even know how it works. It's magic. The best thing about all these remote meetings is I can do them entirely in me undies. Yeah. Nobody knows what's down you here. Know. You don't know. <laughs> Folks on Twitch watching right now live, you actually see us in person. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. All you know, I'll tell you this though. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I'm real comfortable. <laughs> That's all. That's all thanks to MeUndies. That's all so, you need to say. You should go check them out, everybody. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free Shipping. On top of this, MeUndies has brand spanking new winter products this year. Get, get your cozy on with their new PJ sets and holiday themed prints. Keep an eye out for other new additions. To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash TAC. That's MeUndies.com slash TAC. Joss, you know, you know, obviously Hearthstone, big, big hobby of mine, big passion. Star Wars, another one. Do you know what? Do you know what the other one is? You know, another you know big passion is that you just never want to talk to me about. What? What is it, Garrett? Cars. <laughs> oh you know, yeah. Me, me and my cars and my car analogies. Um, <laughs> it means, unfortunately, I have to have car insurance. 
And, Ugh. uh, you know, when you've had the same car insurance or homeowner's insurance for years, you, you know, it's easy to get trapped into paying your premiums and not thinking about it. And that, you know, it makes it easy to overpay and like not even realizing that you're overpaying. And that's where today's other sponsor, Gabby comes in. You should go to gabby.com slash TAC and check them out. Um, I've been with Geico since I got my, uh, I'm going to name drop my car, my Focus RS back in 2018. <laughs> that's so, you know, it's not just like a grocery getter. It can get groceries. It'll just get them home real quick. Um, I was like, I, I have no context for this. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> it's, it's uh, a quick focus. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. This ain't your grandmama's focus. Okay. Uh, anyways, I went to Gabby.com slash TAC. All I had to do was log in with my Geico account and Gabby automatically pulled my auto policy. Uh, and after like a few moments, Gabby showed me options to compare from providers like progressive nationwide travelers and more. Uh, and these comparisons were coverage to coverage. I wasn't going to lose anything that I currently had. And it turns out Safeco will save me $218 on the exact same coverage. So you should go check them out because Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. And if they can't find you savings like they did for me, you'll at least know so you can like relax, you know, knowing you have the best rate out there. It's totally free to check your rate. There's no obligation. Just take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash T-A-C. That is G-A-B-I.com slash TAC. We thank them for their support. We thank you for supporting the companies that support us here at The Angry Chicken. And now, Joss, let's get back to Hunter. So, you know, it's Hunter. So what's the same is pretty obvious. You know, they got some beasts, Joss. They got some weapons. Uh, but there's, there's, some, there's quite a bit different and unique coming to Hunter in Dark Moon Fair. Um, it's been, a, I think you have more recently played magic than me, but I know sometimes my magic references are still lost on you. Um, we're kind of getting charge back and we're getting like a straight up magic reference in trampling rhino, like 100% magic reference here. Trampling rhino is a five mana five, five with rush. And after this, uh, attacks and kills a minion, excess damage hits the enemy hero. This is exactly how trample works in magic. Yeah, I don't know where where you got that I've played magic more recently than you. <laughs> but trample is something I've heard you guys talking about and yeah, this it, this is exactly it. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's been a bit for me. It's been quite a while <laughs> since I've played magic, but um I have indeed seen a green card in magic once in my life at least, so I am aware of what trample is, but um <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool, but I'm I'm filing this under charge ish. Because it's damage that could happen from hand attached to a minion. It's just a little more conditional than the charge we already know of. Um, because obviously, right. This- so the most it can be is four, right? Because yes. if you run this into a one health minion, then you can deal four to the enemy hero because the trampling rhino doesn't have to survive, right? It just has to attack and kill something. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. The most you could do is, f- well, no, cause there's zero. Oh wait, no, that's health. Sorry. Yeah. I was yeah. Gonna say, yeah there's no zero health minions. Those no. are just dead. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you are correct. Unless we get any, any, some sort of weird, uh, minion attack multiplying effects in the game at some point mm-hmm. the most you can hope for out of this to face is four damage because you attacked into a one health minion, um, from hand, you know, it's been on turn for 
It's been on board for a turn. Who cares? It's, it's a minion at this point. Do what you want with it. I'm not going to tell you how to use your rhino, okay? <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, this is unique. It's like conditional charge. Because like, it could be damage from hand based on the scenario that you're looking at. Right. Um, I find that kind of cool. But then we also have uh, Maxima Blastenheimer. Which was someone uh, with the last name Weinzerl. I, I like this, but uh, <laughs> Blastenheimer is a six mana four, four legendary minion for hunters in dark moon fair with a battle cry that reads summon a minion from your deck. It attacks the enemy hero and then it just gives up on life. Then it dies. <laughs> yeah. So this is one we talked about last week and it was also in the animation that they uh, started the reveal season with alongside one of the other hunter cards, which is uh, I'm totally blanking on the name right now, but the, Oh, the dark moon tonk is the other um, card that it was featured with, which is the um, that would do eight damage to the enemy hero and then would deal uh, four random two damage missiles at enemies, which could be the hero or could be um, other things on the board. Yeah, because so that's a death rattle on that, the tonk. Yeah, exactly. So now that we've seen that Hunter also got Jewel of Nazoth, these death rattle things are starting to make a lot more sense because that could just be crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're not familiar with Jill and Zoth for the audio listeners, it's an eight mana epic spell for Hunter that summons three friendly death rattle minions that died this game. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of am wondering, Joss, is death rattle Hunter returning? Like, in yeah, I mean, it's. It's still not as good, I think, as it was when Fane Death was in standard. Um, obviously, over on the wild side, there's going to be all kinds of shenanigans that you can do with Death Rattle things because Death Rattle Hunter is still a thing on wild. So um, I think that there may not be enough to do like a straight up Death Rattle Hunter on the standard side, but I think there's still some interesting things you can do. Um, I'm a big fan of Death Rattle Hunter. I thought it was a lot of fun and just, you know, going back to kind of old school Nazathi type things, um, it's very exciting. So especially as alongside the Tonk, I think the Tonk is such a fun card. <laughs> Do you play with Tonka trucks when you were a kid? Yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> That's more my brother's my brother's bag. I was uh, <laughs> more a Ninja Turtles kid. Um, but uh, what, OK, so maybe you're not completely sold on Death Run 100, but they've Certainly piqued your interest. Can I interest yes. you in Secret Hunter? Because absolutely, uh, Mystery Winner is like the greatest card ever. <laughs> I like that. That's what you focus on, but you know, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> we're getting a legendary weapon that discovers and casts secrets. Um, but yeah, but it's not that good. It's listen, too slow. <laughs> I get that. Um, every time they put a minion in the game that has like a nicer, longer haircut. That is a color your hair has been that you just assume it's a <laughs> nod to you. Um, oh, I did. It's like I, whether it's actually inspired by me or not. I mean, it is a drain eye and like for the horde. So, you know, whatever. But I have seen you is, make this very... exact smile. This is your <laughs> evil. I'm I'm about to crack another legendary on pack opening day <laughs> and so make Garrett Cuss smile. Like I've been there. It's I've so seen true. this. <laughs> A mystery winner um, is a one mana one one uh, common minion for Hunter with a battle cry discover a secret, which is like only the beginning of secret shenanigans in Hunter with with uh, Dark Moon. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing why I think um, mystery winner is really good. I think petting zoo we talked about last week. Petting zoo I think is pretty decent, especially now that we've seen 
mystery winner be revealed. But I think that um, the rifle, the legendary we- the weapon, uh, four mana two two weapon, uh, after your hero attacks, discover a secret and cast it. Um, I d- I think it's too slow. I think I'd rather just have Eaglehorn bows because Eaglehorn bows are going to do more damage and get more durability as your secrets are popped. So it's like you're not even necessarily like losing something when your secrets get popped, like you're gaining the charge on your weapon. I just think that um, Eaglehorn bow is just better um, in a secret hunter because I also like I think it's going to want to be more aggressive. I don't think it's going to want to be a sit back and wait kind of a deck. So I think that the the rifle's just too slow. Um, Ringling's rifle, by the way, the name of it. Um, I keep calling it Ringling's rifle, and it has nothing to do with the. <laughs> it's because of the circus. <laughs> the circus or the college I went to. Um, oh, you went to a college? <laughs> okay. You're not aware of this. The joke has always been, "Oh, you went to clown college," and it's like, no, yeah. Ringling is an art school. That is also in Sarasota, Florida, though? which has a lot of ties to the Ringling Circus, <laughs> but it is not a circus college. Sorry. No one cared at all about everything that just left my mouth. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I I look at Ringling's rifle and I hear everything you just said about Eaglehorn Bow and I go, yeah, I would rather have Eaglehorn Bow, but I wouldn't mind having this. And I think I just put it all. I think I put it all. If it's a secret under deck, I think I have three weapons and this is one of the three. Hmm. Is, is kind of my thought because it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah, four mana for a two attack weapon with only two durability is on the low end of the spectrum, but you're getting to discover a secret, which in terms of random spell generation is already better because you have some choice in the matter. And chances are, if you're running these secrets, you're probably trying to make something synergistic happen with the secrets because of what we're seeing with some of these new cards, especially Petting Zoo. Yeah, I think honestly, if this had been a three two weapon, a three attack to durability, then I would be totally on board. Then I think that's worth four mana. I just think it's a little bit too expensive for a two two. Is this the first time on the episode we talk about maybe it will be because they've been buffing cards? Mm, they have been. That's true. So um, and especially since it's a one off because it is a legendary weapon as opposed to being able to put two in your deck. I think it's a lot safer to buff something that's going to be only one copy right yeah i think that I, that's a safer bet dude i can totally see a bucket in duels with that is just three of these <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing a hunter run in duels and you're, you're you know you're looking at those secret buckets and one of them just comes up and it's just all rifles all rifles <laughs> just three ringlings rifles and joy <laughs> yeah i don't hunter once again it's like as if they didn't have enough competitive archetypes looking good for like Mm-hmm. Getting to try new things in Darkman Fair. But yeah, those those seem to be the most Death Rattle and Secret seem to be the most obvious archetypes. And I'm also just I'm just curious about these charge adjacent effects that are happening with Hunter. But yeah, they've actually done a lot of things with secrets across multiple classes. And I'm really a big fan of oh, I think we're gonna end up with like secret hunter, secret mage, secret rogue, like across the board. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move right along and talk about what's going on with Mage. And to answer the question of what's the same, I would like to get, I would like to lead with random bullshit. Jocelyn is still the same with Mage. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were actually going to say it or not, but yeah, the, it the F word of- it's allowed on the show, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and even then, if it's a guest. We're not going to censor them. 
Yeah, it's it's very much uh, they leaned into the random with Mage this year. Um, Deck of Lunacy is crazy, and there's probably a way to build this deck that's absolutely insane. So Deck of Lunacy is a two mana legendary, which means you can only do it one time, but I think you only need to do it one time. And it says transform spells in your deck into ones that cost three more, but they keep their original costs. So for instance, if you fill your deck full of one cost spells, they could potentially transform into fireballs, but they would still cost one. So I feel like you can, especially at the higher mana cost, because there's a lot of like low cost, like duplication, but there's only like, you know, in the 10 mana slot, you've got like pyroblast, right? Like there's not a lot of to and yog puzzle box of yog. Uh, so you could put like flame strikes in your deck and then get seven mana pyroblasts and puzzle boxes. <laughs> so there, like, I think there's ways to build your deck to target the spells that you want to get discounted. And so I think that this deck though, or this card, even though technically deck of lunacy is random, I think that there's going to be a way to build this, that it might potentially be competitive. And I think that's going to make Garrett really angry. (laughs) I'll just be hiding in battlegrounds and duels where (laughs) I can either embrace the randomness or it cannot hurt me. Yeah, there's another seven mana spell that they're getting right now, too, which is the Mask of Cthune. So you could, again, put those, you know, Mask of Cthune into your uh, deck. And then if you get the deck of Lunacy and cast it, then they could turn into uh, Yog Boxes or they could turn into Pyroblast. Or, you know, if you don't draw your deck of Lunacy, Mask of Cthune and Flamestrike are still fine to cast for their base cost and fine in your deck. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty nutty. It's yeah. pretty nutty for sure. I mean, Matt's got the Thune as as far as random damage is concerned because it's a seven mana deal, ten damage randomly split among all enemies. That's pretty tame. We've seen cards like this in the past. It's pretty par for the course for for Hearthstone. This is not the type of thing that makes me go, "Oh, come on, this is too random. It's ridiculous." Yeah, Mask of Cthune is, well, I mean, um, basically it's Reno without the body, but also without the build around condition, right? Yeah. And it can technically hit face, which Reno cannot hit face. Well, there you go. So, yeah, there's uh, some differences, some similarities. I think it's a fine card in and of itself, but uh, yeah, it does have that random amongst all enemies. It's like um, arcane missiles on steroids. And I'm assuming would be impacted by spell damage, which we've seen spell damage mage totally being a thing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, again, secrets. There's a lot of secret things and just secrets in general. Go Well, by mostly secret things. We're only getting one new, like, old school, just it's a secret card but starting with game master two mana two three common mage minion the first secret you play each turn costs one uh they're getting a new secret called rigged fair game which is a three mana epics mage spell uh secret that reads if you didn't take any damage during your opponent's turn draw three cards i really really like that yeah secret design it's like it's basically um 
shoring up the way that mage secrets work, right? It's like, because right now there's no downside to not attacking face, right? Like if you think they have um, ice barrier or flame ward, then you're like, okay, I just don't attack face and I'm not going to trigger the secret. Or, you know, I can play minions instead of playing spells and or vice versa. If I think it's mirror entity versus counter spell, like there's like ways to test. And this is now another condition you have to potentially test where it's like you could if you put rigged fair game up against uh, or up with um, flame ward, then it's like, well, whether you attack or you don't attack, I'm going to get something out of it. Either I'm going to clear your board or I'm going to draw three cards. And both of those are pretty terrible scenarios for your opponent. So I like that this is adding like another test condition to the mage secrets. I think it's really strong. Yeah, I do too. Um, they're also getting a cult conjurer, a four mana, four, four epic mage minion battle cry. If you control a secret, summon a copy of this. So you get two, four, fours for your four mana. It seems pretty decent. Um, and then sage seer of dark moon, new, uh, six mana, five, five legendary mage minion battle cry, draw one card upgraded for each friendly secret that has triggered this game, which is, this is so good, pretty unique as far as secret effects are concerned like typically it's like how many secrets are currently in play or is a secret currently in play or did you play a secret or are you going to play a secret it's never been like how many secrets did you play or in this case well, not only triggered. did you play yeah but we're triggered which is the difference because we had a cabal crystal runner was um for every secret you played it got cheaper um but this one is for every secret that's triggered so again like you couldn't just like put up an ice block and get any sort of uh benefit off of sage because that obviously would not be triggered by turn six, but you could have, you know, rigged fair game, flame ward, um, ice barrier. There's all kinds of stuff that mages are already doing and that you're going to want to be doing if you're playing a secret mage um, that by the time you play this, even if you play it on curve on turn six, there's a very real chance, especially with game master in play, that's going to make the first secret you play cost less. Um, there's a very real scenario where you could be playing a five, five on turn six and drawing three cards. Like that's a really, really powerful, especially in a secret mage, which traditionally has been a little bit more of an aggressive deck um, that tends to potentially run out of resources and, and need refill. Um, th like this, this card is absolutely insane. Like <laughs> it's shoring up all the weakness of secret mage. So yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about crystal runner, but that card was good for the same reason is like, yeah, it's just like, are you just playing your deck? Like it's not worried about what you currently have in play. It carries about just playing your deck what over the done. course of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sage seer of dark moon. Same, same thing here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to circle back around on Deck of Lunacy real quick, Joss, because chat mentioned it and I'm now seeing over on Hearthpone that Deck of Lunacy is not mage only spells. Ah, okay. Which means it's absolute random bullshit. <laughs> like, uh, this is Which, tier S yeah. random BS. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I mean, and this is the kind of thing. So last week we talked about ring toss and there were a whole bunch of comments on the YouTube video. I know how discover works, you guys, but, um, it's these kind of things that happen in Hearthstone. It's like, okay, we have a mage card that does a thing that has to do with spells, but it's not class specific. Then we've got another one that has secrets, which many classes have secrets, but apparently this is class specific. When in the last expansion, we had things that had you discover mage minions or discover mage spells, and they very specifically on the card said, discover a mage minion. So like... 
they don't always work the way you think they're going to work. And that's why we have these conversations. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine, Joss, but uh, seven years and folks will still comment being like, no, it always works like this. I the know. only thing I know. <laughs> consistent about Hearthstone is that it is not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Then deck of lunacy becomes a whole lot less powerful and I think that that's a good thing because, yeah, there's going to be enough craziness. The fact that they even put Yogg in the game with the spinning of the wheel. Um, yeah. Thanks I don't know if you saw me. Garrett, but, but uh, Tice, Tice might actually be because he, uh, in the theory crafting streams today, cast Yogg and got the uh, rod of roasting and therefore might actually be the first person in the world, <laughs> given that it was the theory crafting stream, as opposed to when the expansion is actually out to kill his opponent with uh, with Yogg. <laughs> I'm sure somebody on Team 5 has done that already, but. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is what so, it yeah. is. All right. Because that's in there. I, yeah, I would have maybe expected Deck of Lunacy to only be mage cards because then it is a kind of a build around card, which I think is interesting however possibly too powerful <laughs> well moving along joss if uh if if dark moon fair like and talking about new cards is an analogy of presence under the christmas tree i would like to now open the one that to me looks very very much like an n64 shaped box <laughs> which is paladin i would like to talk about paladin um my favorite favorite class in hearthstone <laughs> and world of warcraft now that i think about it I think I officially usurped time played on my, my paladin than my old hunter main and yeah. Warcraft. <laughs> Anyways, um, what's the same in paladin? Well, pure pure paladin is still a thing. Not getting a ton of new cards, but we are getting high exarch Urel. A uh, sorry, that's actually high exarch Ziliax. Come on now. <laughs> You're damn right it is. <laughs> Eight mana, seven, five battle cry. If your deck has no neutral cards, gain rush, lifesteal, taunt, and divine shield. This card is pretty nutty. And I think it's going to be really good. Even though it's an eight mana card, I think it's going to fit in with pure paladin and what they're already doing. They're doing a lot of stuff with Librams, which means that this might not even just be a seven attack, five health minion because by that point in the game, your Librams are going to be a lot cheaper, so you can potentially buff this up a couple times and get a really big heal as well as a pretty big removal card. Um, yeah, I think that this is this is really good, and I think it's going to slot very easily into Pure Paladin. And again, I think um, Vigil and I were talking, although we hadn't seen this card last week, but um, we were talking just about Paladin in general. And uh, there's some space, I think, in Pure Paladin to sub some cards out like they're still in a place where they've got a few slots of of suboptimal cards and then you see something like urel and you're just like um yes please <laughs> like, yeah. get out of here it's, all um, of you mediocre things <laughs> make space <laughs> it reminds me a lot of the flexibility of highlander lists obviously mm, yes yeah got duplicates because that it's that's it's not the same it's not one-to-one -one with highlander but highlander has like over the entire hearthstone history been uh, the archetype and didn't matter what class that it lived in where you got to kind of put your own flourish on it put your own stamp mm -hmm. on it make it your own uh because with 31 ofs it wasn't a perfect science you could tweak there were places where you could you know 
as, as previously mentioned. And the same goes for pure paladin. I think that's why we only see one strictly pure card being added. Technically, mm-hmm. anything that's paladin is a pure card. It's a pure but, paladin card, yeah. yeah but Yurel but here is the only one that has like a pure paladin trigger. And and I think there's there's a big reason for that because like we've been scraping by like finding just the right amount of paladin only cards to make pure paladin a thing. And thank God for mm-hmm. Librams. They really it put us up over the over the top and made it an archetype. But with like the, the, as you mentioned, this works. This is going in decks. Um, yes. <laughs> and and like we we were already over the past expansion playing pure paladin lists that didn't have every single pure card in it. Uh, yeah. depending on which list you were running. And so, yeah, there's absolutely room for adaptation. There's room for customization. There's room for flex within your card slots. And yeah, bring on your rail, putting her in. Let's do it. <laughs> it's good art. Um, Murloc Paladin. Uh, I wanted to mention, Joss, as to what might be new again. Obviously, Murloc Paladin archetype we've been playing with. Some people even still are. It's not an overrepresented archetype if you're going over look, looking at the statistics on HS replay, but there are still a few Murloc faithful keeping the dream alive. It's a wet. They're going to be so happy about this. <laughs> oh my god! I almost said it's a wet dream. It's a wet, fishy <laughs> smelling dream, but it's still alive. Um, but red skill dragon That's tamer. Not better. <laughs> Just talk. I need to do words better, Joss. Or am I already doing them great? Because I, I wonder. Uh, hope, hopefully, someone choked like on their morning coffee driving to work. I hope laughing at that. Uh, enjoy the gaffes, everybody. I'm here all week. Red Scale Dragon Tamer, though, is bringing a really important tutor effect to Murloc Paladin. So Red Scale Dragon Tamer is a two-mana, two-three common Murloc, common Paladin Murloc with a death rattle. Draw a dragon. Scale Lord Jocelyn is still standard legal. And yeah, this is a it's a Galakrond card that never really saw play, right? Because yeah. we've been talking um, about it more as a hopeful inclusion for Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. Than we have as anything we want to put in a standard. As, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as anything that in in standard Hearthstone, but I think that this combination now is really interesting, and um, they're in opposite years, right? So we're not always going to have this exact deck for the next two years. Yeah, um, Scale Lord is, is not, good. Scale Lord is going to rotate. Yeah, it's not long for this world, right? Yeah. Um, but at least so, for, if this is crazy, which I think it yeah. might be crazy. Um, at least it's not going to be around so, forever. So the most it's, popular Murloc Paladin list that I know of is currently running Scale Lord. Uh, it's just that okay. Murloc Paladin well, I, is yeah. not a popular archetype. Right, um, but I think that the Dragon Tamer is going to bump it up in power level. freaking loopy. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't remember what Scale Lord does, it's a five mana, five, six dragon for in Paladin only. It's a Paladin only minion. Battle cry, give your Murlocs Divine Shield. And so Red Scale Dragon Tamer is going to tutor out Scale, Scale Lord if it's the only dragon in your deck, and it sure as hell makes a lot of sense to have scale Lord be the only dragon in your Murloc Paladin deck. Yeah. So then you're going to have uh, about four turns, including uh, turn two or whenever you can play the dragon tamer um, where you're going to be basically filling your board with Murlocs. And then you're probably on turn five, you're going to be able to just play scale Lord on curve and protect your board with divine shields. And then you know, if you have to make some trades, if they throw down a taunt or something to try to slow you down, it's okay because you're not actually losing your minions in the process. So you can just, you know, make those couple of attacks to clear out their taunts and then you can send the rest of your Murloc's face and then 
maybe even potentially on the next turn because it's uh, scale lord is a rare and the red scale dragon tamer is a common, which means you can have doubles of both. So you could have tutored out both of your scale lords in your first four turns and play them back to back. So that's a pretty uh, yeah, perfect I scenario, think, but yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is a pretty perfect scenario. But you're going to be mulliganing, uh, mulliganing for this card, I think, for the dragon tamer uh, aggressively. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that might be new again is I think we may. There's, there's an argument for the return of Dude Pally. If nothing else, it's going to shore up Dude Pally over on the wild side. There's a lot. I mean, Dude Paladin might be my favorite iteration of Paladin decks. I really, really enjoyed playing Dude Paladin when it was uh, like back in the quartermaster days. <laughs> yeah, muster for battle in the quartermaster. Like that was yeah. just so much fun. I've always liked yeah. token decks and magic. And that was like the first time one really kind of worked in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I guess we had Savage Roar Druids doing yeah, druids, stuff yeah. from the get-go, but it's Druid. This doesn't count. Savage Roar is cheating. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, Dude Pally was super fun. It was in a class that Garrett paid attention to, so he remembers it. Oh, and- <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Joss. <laughs> It was a really, really fun deck to play. And uh, I think that uh, anything that that interacts with Silverhand recruits obviously is going to be very flavorful for Paladin. And I like that they're revisiting the Paladin hero power and interacting with it specifically. So, uh, yeah, we actually got um, four cards that are going to interact with your uh, Silverhand recruits, though. The Carnival Barker, not directly, but the other three very specifically say Silverhand Recruits. So, um, again, more support over on the wild side and hopefully enough that um, there's some iteration of Paladin that plays around with Silverhand Recruits because I think they're really cool and fun. Yeah, before I, you know, let's just move straight on before I remind you that the only reason Jocelyn remembers things from every class is she's been personally slighted by all of them. (laughs) Um, but, uh, the reason I'm really excited about that, like, is, is there's a couple reasons, but Lothraxian, the new legendary is a big part of it. So Lothraxian, the redeemed is a five mana, five, five legendary paladin demon. Um, not up under wow lore. Lothraxian is actually pretty freaking interesting over in wow, Mm -hmm. but, uh, battle cry for the rest of the game. After you summon a silver hand recruit, give a divine shield, which is exciting, but not like that exciting, but still exciting. But when you pair it with things like day at the fair, which can summon three silver hand recruits or five of you corrupted carnival Barker, which is going to be buffing those silver hand recruits by plus one plus two, because they are a one health minion that's being summoned or even balloon merchant, which is a four mana three, five battle cry. Give your silver hand recruits plus one attack and divine shield. Although not as exciting with close vaccine, but still, a lot of dude power coming in the palette in here. You know, we got one pure card. We got four dude cards. Yeah. And I, although I think that there's possibly an argument for Lothraxian being played in anything that's running hand buffs. So anything like pure paladin, anything that's doing Librem things, because those decks really do rely on you sticking a body to the board. And so Putting a 1-1 on board is annoying for some classes already when you can just make a body every turn, but now you're going to make an extra sticky body every turn. And I think that... I think that's going to find a lot of play in a deck that's trying to buff its own minions. So I think we might see Lothraxian even outside of um, Dude Paladin decks. 
if you're buffing your own minions and you become sticky and you know, there you go. There's a joke there. <laughs> you can fill in the blanks. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Omayog. Uh, one mana, epic, paladin spell, secret. When your opponent casts a spell, they instead cast a random one of the same cost. I don't think Are I've you going to embrace this. <laughs> I, no, I just don't think I've ever been like more okay with something that bared the name Yog. <laughs> like this is fine. This is tame in the grand scheme of is, Yog. Is it because cards. you envision yourself playing the paladin and therefore you are doing the shenanigans to others no, as this opposed is just to having a, the Yog shenanigans done to you? <laughs> this is such a tame shenanigan. This is like a no, shenan. This, you don't even end the again. It's just shenan. This is a, this it's is half shenans. a shenanigan. This is shenans. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, Shanann. This is my this is my friend Shanann. Not Shannon, it's Shanann. Um no, this is fine. It's just really tame. Like in the grand scheme of Yogg cards we've had, like this is like, wait, that's all? Yogg is in the name of this but card and that's can- it. I mean, as far I've been raised in in the world of Hearthstone Jocelyn. See when Yogg is on here, one mana, oh my Yogg. Oh, it's got Yogg on it. This must cast twenty seven spells until someone dies for one mana. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, so I do think that this is a really good card, though, because it can be super disruptive. Like we just talked with Mage about um, how they're going to be wanting to cast spells, about how they're going to want to. Uh, wait, and wait, Mage wants to cast spells? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just mean, I don't I'm not 100 percent sure how this would interact with something like the deck of lunacy where it's transforming spells, but they keep their original cost. So if they try to like fireball you and you have oh my yog up does it cast a one mana spell or a four mana spell i don't really know how that interaction would work um but one thing that we did talk about with mage and with hunter and we're going to talk about in a little bit um with rogue as well is just the idea of um like secret things so if a mage very specifically or a hunter very specifically has a deck built around controlling secrets, triggering secrets, all that kind of stuff. And then you put as a paladin, oh my Yog as your secret, they try to do that. And then regardless of what the two or three mana spell is that they cast it instead, you're disrupting their whole entire deck mechanism. So I think this is going to see play. I think it's a good secret. And I really like the way that this plays out. And if you can get it up, like later on in the game and you're going to have them, you know, they're trying to flame strike your board and instead they can't. And then it ends up doing something where you can get lethal because your board wasn't destroyed. Like, I think there's a lot of interesting play around. Oh my Yog that I think it, you know, gets rid of the problem of randomness. I think it's, it's good randomness in this case. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's an interesting like combat trick, which is it's more, interesting, a term, yeah. more a term for magic. You know, we don't have instance like we do in magic over there, mm. but like this is, it's still like, it's probably going to trip up your opponent. They probably put that, yes, yeah. put that spell in their deck for a reason, unless they're playing mage. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, probably going to do something they would have rather not done. Yeah. So, that, that, that's cool in its own right. I'm not really sure where this goes in any Paladin decks. I'm particularly interested in running, but still, I think it's fine. It's per- per- perfectly fine. I've never been more on board with the Yogg card, I guess. <laughs> um, Priest, uh, what's the same? Uh, they're still cheating at Hearthstone, Jocelyn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're so salty. No, it's just, as much as you give me crap for being salty about Demon Hunter, man. <laughs> you and Mage been, and Priest, you have like boy. you have such terrible relationships with those classes right now. Priest and Mage, man, like Priest has just been so one note for so long, and it's just like they're still just gonna keep doing the same thing. 
Yeah. Uh, Although I do think uh, Gahoon is interesting. Gahoon is is surprising to me because this is a very warlock thing to do. Uh, So Gahoon is an eight, eight for eight, uh, whose battle cry reads draw two cards and they cost health instead of mana, which we had seen. um, I'm totally going to blank on what it was called in Warlock, but there was a spell you could cast in Warlock that basically did this same thing um, that your spells would then cost health instead of mana. So I think in a class, especially a class that's um, known for healing, this is not nearly the downside that it would be in some other classes. And I think it's really interesting. Is I, I find a little odd because of just how much they've been hammering home class identity, class identity. This is the mm. class's identity. Um, but to me, it makes sense. Like world, our priest has always been about, you know, holy and shadow, the light and shadow, I guess, or the void. Sorry, I'm missing. I'm mixing up all my fiction. Light in the terms. void. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think it's a cool card for sure. Um, and in a way is like, I, I am, I am now like it's somewhat salty, but it's also where I've kind of filed priests away. They're kind of the classic. It's to break the rules. They feel a little cheaty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and this is like a way it gets the priest gets to cheat. Like, Oh, you don't have the mana. That's cool. Sacrifice your health to cast these two spells that you just drew. Um, the way I think priest is really staying the same. And honestly, I think phoning in a little bit is the nameless one. The new mm. legendary, uh, four mana, four, four battle cry. Choose a, choose a minion, become a four, four copy of it, then silence it. Like this is, ah, man, we've seen so many pre shenanigans along this line. Um, this is full on shenanigans, by the way, this is not a Shannon, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like I'm sure we're going to see this. Yeah, we should also, well, absolutely. Because it's very much, it's like spell breaker, but then, um, you get whatever the effect is that you wanted to silence. Right. So, I mean, you get to choose a minion, become a 4-4 copy of it, and then silence it. And um, just to clarify, because there there were some questions about this, um, the version that's silenced is the minion that you targeted, not um, what the nameless one turns into. So uh, very specifically, if um, you target a death rattle with this, then the nameless one will become a 4-4 copy of whatever you target, will gain the death rattle, and then the death rattle will be silenced off of the original so, um, yeah, yeah I think it, the most power it could have, like if you read yes, this and, think, exactly, and yeah. think of the most powerful way it could be interpreted, that's how it works. Exactly. And I mean, you can just straight up silence it. If it's like, I think, uh, in the reveal video, it was silencing a ridiculously huge Van Cleef. <laughs> um, that's definitely, um, a thing that you can do as well is that you would just become a four, four copy of Van Cleef. And then the original would be silenced down to its normal less beefy form <laughs> so you can use this basically same use case as um spellbreaker with one more health and potentially an upside i call that a van clean by the way you <laughs> wipe away all the buffs you could also use this with minions in your own deck um silencing your own stuff if it only cared about making copies of it so it's got a little bit of like faceless manipulator vibes too so yep. i i think this is kind of cool yeah, it's, it's neat. Um, I just don't, I, I was kind of hoping for a priest to get shaken up, but I don't, at this point, I don't think it's going to happen until some cards kind of rotate out a priest. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to kind of keep doing what they've been doing. Um, what do you think about the idol of Yasharaj and the blood of Gahoon? The um, ones that are going to be making copies of minions in your deck and putting them out onto the battlefield. It's, I, th- I think I will not, particularly enjoy my games against this archetype. Uh. 
Um, but yeah, Idol of Yashiraz, eight mana, epic pre-spell, summon a 10-10 copy of a minion in your deck, Blood of Gahoon, nine mana, epic, eight, eight, priest elemental with taunt. And at the end of your turn, summon a five, five copy of a minion in your deck. So if I idle into blood of Gahoon, it's just gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just gnarly. Um, yeah. I mean, traditionally this is honestly a thing I like doing, (laughs) (laughs) but I've been so turned off a priest for the last year that I'm like, I'm feeling a little personally. That even this, this won't bring you back, even though it's a mechanic that you like to do. You're just like, no, it's got a white border. I'm out. <laughs> I still have to build this around priests that exists, and it just makes me feel dirty. Um, nah. it's, listen, I'm fully admitting this is a personal thing. This is a very personal thing. <laughs> it's fine. I don't think you're a bad person for priest. I think you're just responsible for my more, more of my battlegrounds time. And that's fine. I'm having a good time. Thank you. Thank you for forcing me to play more of other modes. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be big, um, but it's also going to be slow, right? Like Idol of Yashiraz yeah, is Yeah, they, they are slow, yeah. In, in a, unless, I guess, you pull Idol with Gahoon, and then you could take an eight, man, eight health hit to Idol, but Gahoon is also eight mana to in To summon own, right? a 10, 10, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it's actually relatively fair. The one, you know, the one I'm looking, the reason I'm focused on Nameless One is like it's four mana, it's doing... Mm. Typical pre-shenanigans. I think Nameless One just makes sense. I think it's going to find a, a home day one. I think it's probably going to stay there. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Nameless Ones. Well, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be seeing a lot of whatever the Nameless One turns into in silences. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I think the Gahoon and the Idol of Yashiraj and the Blood of Gahoon, I think that's all fine. It's it's fair. It's slow. Um, you're going to have to wait for the power that these cards bring. And I think that's totally fine. Like if I'm, if I'm, I was, I was trying to play it. I'm trying to put on a show, Joss. You caught me. I know. I honestly, I really want to um, figure out what a Gahoon deck looks like because I think that there's a lot of cool and interesting stuff here. And I'm also kind of excited that they included Gahoon as an old god because if you guys don't play World of Warcraft, Gahoon is a relatively new addition to the old god family. They included him as a blood god. It's very strictly says there, Jocelyn. Gahoon the blood (laughs) god. Well, but he's in an old God expansion. And uh, so he basically, Gahoon is the manufactured old God that the Titans created to test. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, kind of a dark, like a uh, little bit of a downside to the Titans. They've always looked like the good guys in Azeroth lore. But then, you know, we came across this testing facility with an old God in the bottom. And it's a little bit like, Dude. Okay. Did you <laughs> so I'm see, glad that he's in there. Did you see the flavor text on Gahoon the Blood Gut? I did not. As I knock over an empty can on my desk. Um, <laughs> all of the other old gods used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Gahoon join in any old god games. <laughs> is the official flavor text on Gahoon the it. Blood God. It is incredible. <laughs> it is so good. Also, I'm uh, down. really, really, really liked the Gahoon fight. That has stuck with me. Uh, even at the end of BFA. Oh man, I hated that fight. Oh, it's so oh, it's such a creepy, awesome room. He's sticking it out of the wall like a weird sphincter. It's kind of gross, but it's awesome. Still at the same time. Yeah, he totally has butthole face. <laughs> All right. I mean, I wasn't gonna just say it like that, but sure, sure. Why not, Joss? Why not? As we move along to Rogue, which you don't know if they have butthole face because they're stealthed. 
Um, so what's the same with Rogue? Stealth. Uh, Sweet Tooth. Two mana, three, two. Corrupt, gain, plus two, attack, and stealth. Stealth Rogue. Getting more stealth. Oh, Koro wrote the flavor text for Gahoon. Awesome. Nice. Well done, Cora. Well done. <laughs> um, and so, then- um, one thing I think that we haven't actually talked about yet, maybe we have, um, but now that we've seen all of the corrupt cards, what are your thoughts on just corrupt as a mechanic? Because I think personally it seems a little bit slow because things have to be in your hand and then you have to play something more expensive in order to get the effect. The effects are generally pretty good, but I don't know if corrupt is really worth it. What do you think? I do find it a little awkward, but because we've also, Mm -hmm. we've seen mostly single use corrupts, but we've also seen building corrupts that continue. Right. And so that, I, Anytime I see something with flexibility, I kind of go, okay, you have legs, I think, you know, because it means you could kind of continue to tweak it. Sweet Tooth specifically, I think, is a, a rather poor example mm. because the, the turn I'm the most interested in playing this with Corrupt is turn three because it's kind of when it's like the best, the most bang for my buck as early as possible. And then it's right. weird because I have a hanging mana uh, on turn three, which can cause recounts well, and in the you state can't, of Florida. Well, I guess you could... Um, like coin out a three mana card on turn two, but I feel like the coin is just so useful in rogue that you wouldn't ever want to do that. So then if you're going to play it on turn, like that's the only way to play it corrupted on turn I mean, three, old right? school coin SI7 agent on turn two for removal. But like when was the yeah. last time we did that and we're happy about it? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I feel like you might, it would probably be a turn four play, which means it's turn five before you're actually going to swing in with this. So I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on sweet tooth. No, I, I I don't think so either. I I imagine we're getting a little, little extra stealth in our rogue. Also cloak of shadows gives your hero stealth for one turn for three man. It's a new spell in rogue, but like, which is pretty cool. It is cool, (laughs) but also it's not really what the stealth deck is about, but it is cool in its own way. Oh no, no, this, this to me is more like, um, ice block whenever you think you might need it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also I just like shout out. How did we go this long without cloak of shadows being a rogue card? Right. That was my exact thought when I saw this too. Like, this is so roguey. This is what rogues in Warcraft do. Like, oh, I think I'm going to (laughs) die. Poof. Gone. (laughs) Such an inaccurate representation of the rogue noise. I can't even right now. (laughs) Okay, Garrett, you do it better then. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) It's remarkably like the sound of things powering down in Star Wars. Yeah, it kind of is. But like faster with a little bit more of air noise. Anyways, a little matter. more. Whoosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, Cloak of Shadows, I'm just happy to see it. Um, combo shenanigans. We're getting more, more combo shenanigans because Rogue, Gunna Rogue, uh, like Tenwu, the Red Smoke. This oh, freaking cool legendary minion here. Two minute, three, two legendary for Rogue. Battle Cry, return a friendly minion to your hand. It costs one this turn. Cool. This minion only costs two. <laughs> Probably going to have an extra mana. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you kind of get to um, like weigh the pros and cons of playing something in that same turn, which you might not necessarily want to do and getting the discount 
versus holding it in your hand to use it at the opportune time and then paying the full mana cost for it, right? So Mm -hmm. I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this actually finds its way into decks because I think that there's, you know, big upside, but big downside too. And it's going to pay off again. If you can find something you want to play again in the same turn and, you know, has a very high mana cost. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's, there's some really interesting stuff here. Um, or just yeah, extra, I'm, I'm stoked extra value from your combo minions that have survived. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or with even, even within the same turn, you know, if you're mm-hmm. talking a higher mana turn, uh, to weave 10 woo in, Mm-hmm. Um, not that you should use it on prize plunder, but prize plunder is another example of some new combo stuff we're getting. It's a one mana two one in rogue, uh, combo deal one damage to a minion for each other card you played this turn. So little minion itself, but potentially big upside, depending on th- this is a card that can become increasingly more impactful the longer the game goes and the more mm-hmm. cards you play. So that's, that's cool in its own own way. And then we've got swindle, a new two mana spell for rogue draw spell combo and a minion. So not a hyper specific draw effect, but still a specific draw effect, Mm -hmm. which is something I'm always interested in, by the way. And again, you're drawing two for two, right? So yes, on combo, very good on combo. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to want to, to combo this (laughs) much like, Oh, what was the one we talked about earlier? Now I'm totally blanking on all these new card names as I I frantically scroll higher and higher. (laughs) You're speaking like someone who experiences a lot of luck and may get first places with Alex Straza. If you think you will never be in a scenario where you're like, my hand is booty. I need to just cast swindle now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know primarily a, uh, an audio show Joss, but what do you think about the art on swindle? Because it's an adorable little blood elf child squeezing the crap out of a plush Murloc at the fair. Yeah, obviously it's the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if, if ring toss wasn't a card, then swindle would be up there for the most adorable card art. And even that it's like, it's like half the card art is cute, right? Cause the other half is the actual swindling part, but the, the little, the little child hugging the Murloc is just glorious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and then as far as kind of like what's new, you know, maybe a new archetype coming in, we're getting some interesting deck manipulation. Um, and there's already like still pre-existing, still standard legal deck manipulation available to rogue. And that's why I'm excited about things like malevolent strike and grand empress Shekzara. Um, so malevolent strike is a new five mana epic rogue spell destroy a minion cost one less for each card in your deck that didn't start there but more exciting is grand empress Shekzara, six mana five seven legendary minion in rogue battle cry discover a card in your deck and draw all copies of it and so Which, sorry talk waggle scheme joss choose a minion shuffle one copy into your deck upgrades each turn Yeah, there's definitely going to be some scheming going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think um, so for me, the thing that I was most excited for alongside Grand Empress is actually the ticket seller. Now, it's not a battle cry. It's a death rattle minion. It's a three mana, four, three death rattle shuffle, three tickets into your deck that summon a three, three bear doll when drawn. So these are going to work the same as um, the Faldori Strider minions, um, except for, again, the Faldori Strider was a battle cry as opposed to the ticket seller, which is a death rattle. 
Um, but you could potentially um, shuffle these tickets into your deck. And then when you use Shekzara, you can discover the ticket. You draw the ticket. It'll summon the three threes. And then you'll draw cards out of your deck to um, like ref refill, basically. So like, let's say you still have the three tickets in your deck. Shekzara could discover the ticket, draw those three tickets as well. So you'll get three, three threes and three cards in your hand. So I like I feel like that's a really potentially powerful combo with this ticket seller. And then if you're going to be togwaggly scheming more ticket sellers into your deck uh, to put more tickets in as they die, like I think ticket rogue might be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also like back to the like you were talking about, I, I, by the way, I think it's ticket master. I don't know how I messed this up. I pulled this from the official site, but oh, it's just ticket master. On the site. It doesn't matter. Minor thing. But yeah. card does the, <laughs> the same damn thing. Dude. <laughs> yeah, ticket dude. Shady looking goblin. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh, but checks are like very specific. Like It's very specific. Discover a card. It doesn't say discover a minion. doesn't say discover a spell. Discover a card. And so that's why it would work with ticket master. But also shadow of death is still standard legal, which choose a minion, shuffle three shadows into your deck, summon a copy when drawn. If you don't remember shadow of death, and that's an epic, it's not a legendary. So you could do it twice, potentially. It's four mana. So it's not like mm -hmm. supremely cheap to pull this off. But you could potentially have six shadows. And so if you discover one of the shadows with Shekzara, you put six minions or potentially, you know, three in a normal scenario, potentially even more. So like there's some real roguey things here. that can happen yeah. with Shekzara. And I don't know. I think I just have it out for priests because this sounds completely insane and I should be mad at it, but I'm really excited. I'm super if excited Priest about this. If Priest was doing it, you would hate it. Yep, yep, yep. But because it's in rogue, you're intrigued. And frankly, I would just like to say thank you, Team 5. For giving this to Rogue, <laughs> not, not not priest, but this this yeah. feels very roguey, frankly. I think this is going to be really fun. I think this because it, it feels very um, very tempoy and very comboy at the same time. I don't know. I I think I'm going to be. It, it reminds me of like Bomb Warrior. It's like I'm I'm playing things, but then getting a reward as I draw my deck. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm, yeah, it's like you're doing things and just kind of playing a tempo-y style kind of a game, but then eventually you're probably just going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it feels really cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Shaman, I'm still a little confused about. There's one card in particular I'm really stoked about. Totem Shaman is getting a legendary totem called Grand Totem Eyesore. Just, just. They didn't spell it like eyesore. It's it's Warcraft spelling to hell and back, but uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> but a, that's definitely how you say it. <laughs> yeah, it's a three mana zero four legendary shaman totem. At the end of your turn, give plus one plus one to all other totems in your hand, deck, and battlefield. Mm. Yeah, I I think okay, this is good because it has such a big booty, right? Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually buff itself, but um, especially if you can get it behind a taunt, uh, traditionally, even things like Manatide Totems and Flame Tongue Totems with the three health breakpoint have been difficult to remove. So I think um, you're, you're definitely going to get one activation off of this. You might get two or three. It doesn't buff itself, but it does buff everything in your deck as well as your hand technically does your battlefield as well you might have a totem or two on board but um 
I don't know if this is because this is not as crazy, even though it can happen over and over and over again. It's not as crazy as, say, like Keliseth, right? Um, it still kind of has a build around condition in that you have to have enough totems in your deck to make this worth it. But I don't know, like maybe maybe it's OK, but I think maybe it's not enough. You can, you can, I think it's like splitting axe is the weapon that summons copies of your totems. And there are other like spells yeah, that, that can summon copies. And there's um, obviously the totemic sure. might and totemic something else that give health and or attack to your totems. Like there's, there's totem things, but in terms of just the straight up buff from this, I don't think it's uh, that lots of people talk about how crazy it is. I don't think it's that crazy. Well, I'm going to summon a non-basic totem in duels and I'm going to get this and have a great time. So <laughs> that's true. It can be summoned by totem summoning effects as well. Yeah. Yeah. The fact this is in the totem pool is very interesting. It's and, in the and, pool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like this is really powerful. Like the totem deck almost already kind of works and it's around buffing your totems. And so this is one more, mm -hmm. this is the most powerful totem in that deck now in a deck that already buffs cards like this specifically. So I, I have, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm holding out hope again. I keep coming back to, Demon Hunter life still going face being concerned about that and the speed at which Hearthstone may ramp up in light of that archetype possibly running amok. Um, but yeah, because you still have to draw and play the totems that you buff in your hand and your deck, right? So yes, but there's only three mana. This is very this is highly comboable with other cards in the Shaman yeah. totem deck that already exists. So like I don't know if I'm gonna get excited about like just Jurel being added to Pure Paladin, I'm going to be excited <laughs> about Grand Totem Isor being added to totem shaman fair enough <laughs> so, um other than that there you know there are a few people trying to make control shaman work out there you know similar to murloc paladin not a runaway super popular archetype but it is out there and there's quite a few control tools coming into shaman with dark moon as well um but they're you know, relatively straightforward you know storm strike three mana deal three damage to a minion give your hero plus three attack this turn okay cool we've seen stuff like this in shaman before there's no overload so that's cool unless mm -hmm. you're Unless you want the overload, which sometimes Shaman does. Um, and we're also getting, I'm actually rather excited about Cage Match Custodian, two mana, two, two, elemental, because there's a battle cry, draw a weapon. Love tutor effects. <laughs> Always do, so this is cool. Um, but like overall, I, I other than just being excited about Grand Total Mysore, I'm not really sure where we're going with Shaman. There's no obvious yeah. to me archetype in these these new cards. Yeah, unless it is just like straight up totem shaman. Like, I mean, the whack and knoll hammer is very much like buff your board, which totem shaman always wants to have a board. It just says, you know, give after you attack, give a random friendly friendly minion plus one plus one. So that's the kind of thing that you're going to want to do in a totem deck is make sure you've got your totems on board. Buffs are good. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really like pushing them in a specific way or direction. Um, I think the uh, in Inara Storm Crash is interesting as well. The other Shaman Legendary uh, on your turn, your hero has plus two attack and Wind Fury. So, you know, you could do some more things with your weapons, potentially get a couple of attacks in and do some more buffing. Like, I don't know. There's there's some interesting things, but I, you're right. There's no this isn't like secret mage and secret hunter where it's like they've got a very specific 
thing that they're pushing. <laughs> yeah, this, this like, uh, yeah, it's very kind of like, I don't know, I, I don't mean this to come across strong, but it's like very standard. Like this almost feels mm. like something I would have expected from like next Ramus or GBG, like really early Hearthstone expansions. Cause it's, it's just kind of a random smattering of new things. Yeah. I mean, they got a Murloc too. Yeah. Magic Finn's <laughs> cool. Three mana, three, four yeah. after a friendly Murloc dies at a random legendary minion to your hand. I mean, it's random as hell, but yeah, but it could be fun. It could be. <laughs> yeah. And I, I loved Murloc Shaman last year. I really, really did. I don't think this is enough to bring it back, <laughs> but it's still cool. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to play totem shaman and I'll let, I'll, I'll let smarter people than me figure it out. If there's, if there's something figure out how, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as warlock, you know, what's the same zoo? I'm sure we'll find a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure zoo is going to like midway maniac and Minari Mosher. Great name on Minari Mosher, by the way, but midway maniac, two mana, one, five demon with taunt Minari Mosher, three mana, three, four demon battle cry. Give a friendly demon plus three attack and lifesteal this turn. Sure seems like Midway Maniac and Minari Mosher curve into each other quite well. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, just a one five demon with taunt. Period is is very very strong. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at it. I'm like, wait, the card text just says taunt. I would expect like two mana one five to like deal a damage or two to my face, right? For playing it, <laughs> but it's just it's it, it, it's just it's just here to help. It's just happy to be included. I think it's probably because you have vulgar homunculus in your head, which was the the two mana two four. Well, or flame man for just uh, playing team, playing warlock ever in the history of Hearthstone. No, I know just, just because uh, homunculus is in battlegrounds, so it's yeah. probably fresh in your memory as yeah. a, a demon taunt that warlocks have that also damages your face yeah. <laughs> for the same mana cost. I'm just, I guess the downside is like it would have been more impactful as a two four, but it's a one five with taunt. But like whatever. Yeah, it's zoo. You're probably gonna find ways to pump that minion. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, and then as far as what's new, like might, you know, demon warlock might be a thing. I feel like we say this almost every damn expansion, but they're getting like more general demon synergy. Free admission, uh, is three mana rare warlock spell. Draw two minions. If they're both demons, reduce their cost by two. You could game that by only having demons as the only minions in your deck. And you have a card like Fire Breather. It's a four mana, four, three, deal two damage to all minions except demons. So you can preserve Which is your great, board. Except for um, Demon Hunter that has a lot of two health things. It's, I mean, probably Totem Shaman and Demon Hunter are the ones that are going to be most vulnerable to this, except for most of Demon Hunter's two health things are demons. So Yeah, also Hunter <laughs> now has access to a couple of the split Demon Hunter demons. Right as well, but like, that's pretty edge case scenario. Um, but still interesting. Right. And then not all a good amount of them, a concerning amount of them are just have it out for demon (laughs) hunter. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. It's not that I have it out for demon hunter. It's that demon hunter is the one that's playing two health things that would normally die to this, except they also have the condition where they won't die to this because they're demons. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we have to talk about deck of chaos. There's oh, okay. I thought you were going to say we have to talk about uh, tick, tick, ticketus, 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 which 
I, I don't know. It sounds like I'm trying to tickle someone, but it's a giant murderous demon. Um, no, Deck of Chaos, six mana, legendary warlock spell. Swap the cost and attack of all minions in your deck. Yeah, so... What? <laughs> like, but who thought of this? This is crazy. This is this is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> madness, I believe, is the... Absolute madness. Is, yeah, <laughs> madness at the Darkman Fair. Yeah. There, I mean, I'm sure that there's a deck you can build around this, but you're also taking like either turn six or six mana of your later on turns just to do this, which no one else really does that. I mean, even when you would like, I'm thinking um, Skull of the Minari um, was something that you would do that wouldn't have an effect right away and would take your whole entire turn, but that was worth it because then you were pulling like a, a void daddy out of your deck or something like, I don't know if this is worth doing at this point in the game. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such a big turn to skip. And like you mentioned, it looks like team five's trying to make Hearthstone go faster. I don't know if you can take turn six off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it just seems weird. Um, like I, I could in my head, I'm like, okay, everything past this. I want, Low attack, high cost, but everything right before. like Jiraxis. Jiraxis is the thing that that people are talking about. But then you don't actually get the attack, right? Because you turn into Jiraxis, right? Right. right. But you, it does cost three mana, though. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 a wacky one for sure. And you're waiting a while to make this happen. Yeah. And you're not priest. You're not. You don't have Gahoon. You can't pay like health for this. I mean, even if you could again, Gahoon eight eight mana. You're waiting a while to mm-hmm. do it, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, Void Lord. Yeah, three mana nine nine. That's nutty, but that's wild. That is wild. This seems this <laughs> really hits me as a wild card. And even then, I'm just like, yeah. what? How do I get? How do I survive to this? How do I survive to yes, do this? Yeah. And it and it's an awkward deck in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's an awkward deck, but this is a cool card. Damn, this is a cool it's, card. It's a cool like build around card, I think, and maybe chaos warlock will be a thing who knows but uh yeah it seems really slow yeah hearthstone man hearthstone is still insane (laughs) um and now let's uh let's let's bring it home let's talk warrior a class you've been smitten by recently I, man, I've loved Bomb Warrior. I'll I'll admit the last standard month I played so so much on ladder and uh it was just fun. It's just fun. <laughs> Not <laughs> so much. I mean, there is the random drawing of bombs that either makes me feel really bad because I've got five bombs in their bottom six cards or makes them feel really bad cuz I put a bomb in their deck and then they draw it right away and die like yeah, the, the random bomb randomness is definitely a thing that can be triggering. But if you just jam a bunch of games, eventually it just works out, right? Yeah, yeah. And and as far as like shoring up existing archetypes, there's there's not a lot of supremely obvious things here. Like there's no new bomb cards, for one. Um, yeah. And then playing into like the enraged warrior that we see, there's not a ton. Minefield, two mana, deal five damage randomly split among all minions could go in there because there's a potential of hitting your own minions, but it's not guaranteed. Um, but like, the- I think they're definitely pushing like 
Nizoth in Warrior or Menagerie yes. Warrior, whatever you want to call it. I'm like they call got Ringmaster um, Warrior. Okay, Ringmaster Warrior, that works too. But um, yeah, the the whole mech dragon pirate thing that they've got going on. Um, they yeah. got a new mech, a new dragon, and a new pirate. And, yeah, two new uh, mechs. Yeah, um, two new mechs, sorry. Yeah. And then how this also plays in Nizoth. So, so Ringmaster Watley um, is a new legendary for Warrior. It's a five-mana, three-five. Battlecry, draw a mech dragon pirate. Very then, curator-esque. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So you, it's menagerie-esque, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got, they got two mechs, but I'm thinking a little bit more about stagehand for this than bumper car. <laughs> so stage stagehand is a two mana, three, two battle cry, give a random minion in your hand plus one plus one and stagehand is a mech. Um, so you, you could draw that, um, on the pirate front, they have sword eater four mana, two, five taunt battle cry, equip a three, two sword. And on the dragon front, they're getting tent thrasher five mana, five, five rush, Costs one less for each friendly minion with a unique minion type. And so here we go. Here's where it kind of starts to come together. Right? Although I will say, I think that if you're going to build a Nizoth deck, I'm not actually sure if these are the minions you're going to want, right? I think you want like, the 10th Rasher because it has Rush. So, because Nizoth, God of the Deep, is Battlecry Resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type. And so at least 10th Rasher gets to throw down upon playing his off. True. Um, I just don't know, like, especially like sword eater, I guess does have taunt, but like stagehand where it's a battle cry effect. Like there's gotta be better mechs. Like, yeah, I so think maybe you, it is bumper car. You yeah. Know, Cause bumper car is two mana, one, three mech for, in warrior with rush. And then death rattle add two one, one riders with rush to your hand. So there is another minion you get something out of when you play Nizoth. I'm not sure how excited you are about a one, three rush. Uh, once you've just yeah. played a 10 mana minion, which Nizoth is, but mm-hmm. still it's impact. Um, and then you also have the other legendary warrior ETC God of metal. We're getting a new ETC. So it's a two mana one, four legendary warrior minion after a friendly rush minion attacks deal two damage to the enemy hero. So a little bit more like rush synergy mm-hmm. and two of the potential like quote unquote ringmaster minions have rush and also bumper car gives you two more rush minions. Yeah. I think rush warrior might be the way that we see things going more of like a, a tempo E controly thing um, where you're kind of playing your rush stuff and then ETC will, cause it's a cheap minion, right? ETCs is a one, one, four for two, which I mean, we've seen armor smiths, stick around all over the place. And uh, I think it could potentially help you hang on to the board while just chipping away at your opponent's health. Like it's a really, it's a good, like it does. It reminds me of Armorsmith a lot, right? Cause it's basically the same. Um, there's a, a trigger that you're probably trying to do in your deck anyways. And there's a two health swing, right? So Armorsmith, you gain two armor with ETC. You are, dealing to damage but it's still that like change in the ratio of your health versus your opponent so it reminds me a lot of armorsmith and armorsmith sees a ton of play in especially in decks that are doing like enragey things so i think etc is a really good addition to decks that are doing rushy things yeah yeah um still sticking with like the ringmaster mech dragon pirate but there's also the ringmaster's baton which is a new two mana one three epic warrior weapon and after your hero attacks give a mech dragon and pirate in your hand 
plus one plus one. Um, and that's what made me think of stagehand because stagehand has that like hand buff mechanic. Right. And then yeah, they're kind of doing a little bit this. of everything, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Russian, a little bit of hand buffing. <laughs> but I think I'd, I'd be more interested with like with the ringmaster baton to be buffing my bumper car because it has rush where stagehand mm. does not. So if I'm buffing things with ringmaster baton, I'm getting more mileage out of it or more guaranteed value out of it with my rush minions that I'm buffing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm always trepidatious about hand buff because we've been burned so many times. It hasn't really yep. panned out. And it's I, very, it's a very slow mechanic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like and pure paladin. That's, that's buffing from hand, not buffing your hand. So, yeah. I mean, like traditionally hearthstone is buffing from hand. So yeah, but th- there's some interesting stuff in warrior here. Um, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, they've found archetypes that work for them. And I think those archetypes are going to continue being a force post dark moon. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad like they're getting a little weird here. They're taking a, <laughs> they're taking a swing they're trying something new with like this semi curator menagerie ringmaster archetype style they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I dig it. I dig it. Um, and that's, we've made that's it. it man. We made it to the end of the classes, <laughs> uh, two hours and six minutes in. Yeah. Doesn't feel like we say, actually, I'm sure we saved a ton of time. <laughs> We'd gone up yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, let us know how you felt about that. I like it because it's, it's a podcast. That was way more conversational. You're just going, and now we talk about the two mana two, two. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about the old gods and decent amount of these other things have been kind of subjects have been broached. So um, Would you mind talking about Battlegrounds for a second? I know this has gone long, but I'm excited about how much things have upheaved since I've been gone. We can absolutely talk about Battlegrounds. I was waiting for that bumper to start. Have a good battle, friend. Just like, Joss, what in the name of all that is holy happened while I was away. I feel, I feel lost. Actually, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm kind of enjoying this uh, battlegrounds meta quite a bit. I do feel I was sold a bit of a <laughs> bill of goods. I came home first three games, big demons each time, got two first places and a fourth. I was like, Oh my God, it happened. Joss, the meta slowed down. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all I wanted was the meta to slow down and no, the, no, no, it only slowed down if you get big demons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and I think that um, there's there's a lot of fun to be had in Battlegrounds right now. Um, I played a lot trying to capture footage for the YouTube video for last week because there were so many changes to heroes. So uh, I think I played 10 or 12 rounds of Battlegrounds over a couple days and it felt a lot better. I still got unlucky and had elementals in a lot of my lobbies, but it still it felt better just to have a break from them every once in a while. So um, I'm very much enjoying Battlegrounds again. It had been quite a while since I'd spent some time in there, basically since Elementals launched. So I'm glad that we had the the moving away from them and it's feeling a lot better now, mostly because I think what they did uh, last week or the week before, what they did with the patch anyways, <laughs> is um, they very much shored up the bottom to the point that I don't think I've had a bad hero choice since they actually brought this patch in like i haven't had that oh man there's nothing to pick 
feeling. So I think they did a really good job of kind of like bumping the bottom up so that you no longer felt like there was a, a lobby you just couldn't win. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I am cur- currently my my feeling is damn it, Wag Toggles in the lobby. That's kind of it. Like that's that's as close <laughs> as I get. Um, but beyond that, she's not in every lobby. Um, and yeah, they've really tightened up the heroes. Like you go look at HS3 mm-hmm. play, the delta between average placement is um is really close, except for Wag Toggle, who is like yeah. almost Ragnaros levels of ahead of everyone underneath her. Not quite. Ragnaros mm-hmm. was still a little higher, but whew. Wag Toggle's uh, bringing home the bacon for sure, which like when I came, I'm not even joking, Joss. Like, this was my experience. I was away, celebrating my anniversary, come home, didn't look at the patch notes, went to HS3 play, pulled open average placement, and just went, what the actual... It was just... I was so it's like you think away. that maybe you sorted the heroes upside down somehow. Because <laughs> <laughs> underneath it was Galakrond. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? I'm sorry, new. No. And then like Finley, I'm like, okay, Finley. Elise, I'm still confused. Maya, okay. <laughs> Lich King, all right. All right, I understand why you're there. For Omu, okay. <laughs> you're just like, what, what is what, going on? What reality yeah. have I stepped into? Well, and I think that there's a possibility of ways that they could still tweak Wag Toggle to bring her down a little bit. I think she feels like she's in a really good place right now, obviously. Um, but compared to even like just that one little change, how much of a difference it made. And I think that they could just maybe go down the route of saying like putting a max on it, like max two minions or max three minions or something. So it's still really good in the early game, but gets a little bit progressively worse and doesn't scale as good as it does right now. But um I think it's in a good place as a mode. I I am feeling really good about battlegrounds now. It's a lot of fun. I'm back to my um, like playing battlegrounds for, you know, a a few rounds and then flipping back to standard and, you know, going back and forth between the two modes instead of sitting in front of the screen and Hearthstone going, what button do I even push right now? (laughs) Like (laughs) elementals really just kicked me in the gut. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I stand by that. I think that meta was the worst we've ever seen in battlegrounds, but like a landslide yeah. victory. I think it was, it mm-hmm. was very, really, really poor. It was really fast. Um, I think the meta is still fast um, outside of like drafting big demons. Like it kind of puts the game in slow-mo for you. If you get a decent, decent start on that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still like, there's a good amount of avenues to go. I'm like, kind of really excited. The menagerie is like the hotness again. Like we're, we've kind of come full circle to racing the fine light fang. And I, I like that. I like that type of play. I like the slow growth to outscale your mm-hmm. opponents as opposed to kind of like the instant, like the really big, like growth. one or two swing turns. Yeah. 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 I like that more. I agree. So you have time to see it and react to it and try to deploy a new strategy as opposed to see it and die immediately upon looking upon <laughs> it as if you stared at the sun for too long. Yeah, very, um, very much that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's in a good. I think Battlegrounds is in a really freaking good place. Like, I think we did a, almost a, as close to a one eighty as we possibly could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'm I'm stoked. Like, please, though, for the love of God, can I get a wag toggle game? I haven't gotten a wag toggle game since I got back. <laughs> I think I've only had one, maybe two. <laughs> Not but again, I was I was Not spamming NNA. Battlegrounds trying to get that footage. So yeah. I got the <laughs> new guy today. I got, I, Silas. I got Silas. Today. Oh, did you? I was trying. I, I tanked don't... my MMR because I was conceding 
my battlegrounds as soon as I saw my hero. Yeah, as soon as I saw, I didn't have a lot of time before the show, Garrett. <laughs> so I was conceding my battlegrounds games, okay. trying to get Silas. I did like I conceded like I five in a row, and then I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I appreciate your dedication. However, that is a needle in a haystack. We have too many heroes. What are you doing to yourself? Save your. Save I know. Your I know. Save I just. I really, really wanted to try him before because he's so different. Right. He's so unique. And I don't know if he's good or bad. I have seen Silas's at the top of my lobby. I've seen Silas's at the bottom of my lobby. I don't know. I think he's <laughs> bad he's really on average. Cool. I think he's bad mm. on average, but boy, can he high roll. Yeah. Like at the beginning of my well, game. Because it all kind of remo- it all kind of depends on what random minions spawn in your tavern and then which of those minions randomly gets the ticket. Right. So yes. if the ticket lands on a minion you would buy anyways then that's a huge high roll and you're going to kind of snowball from there but if it lands on something you wouldn't otherwise buy then you're like oh man like how important is that ticket is it my third ticket is that going to give me my discover maybe i do want to do that even though there's this other minion i'd rather spend my gold on like there's some interesting decisions to happen there but you're right. Like he, he's a layer of random on top of the random minions that are offered to you anyways. Like I, I just, I don't know, which is why I wanted to try him, which is why I conceded all my lobbies today. <laughs> yeah, he's really, he's really cool for all the reasons you mentioned. There's, there's definitely some interesting decisions that may be made, especially when you're sitting on that, that third pip. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. whatever next ticket I buy, I get to discover. But it, like, it feels kind of like it's always good in the early game, but also stressful <laughs> because yeah. It, you know, in the early game, especially if like you've got elementals, you've got beasts and you've got murlocs, you have all the econ minions in the pool. Like Silas feels kind of awesome, but at the same time, like, are you staying on one to find these? <laughs> then are you really getting a lot of value out of discovering because it's from your current mm-hmm. tavern tier. It's not from the next one up. And even if it was like, how much would you really care about getting a two? Yeah. Um, like this is worth a lot more at three and, and, and up when you're trying to like, you know, build those stronger minions. So it's really strange. I, I had an interesting opening because I, I got a lot of tickets on Murlocs early on. I was like, cool. I guess I'm going Murlocs. And then I like <laughs> discovered more Murlocs because all the Murlocs had tickets. And then like I got to tier four and it was just like, I hope you like tickets on Unstable Ghouls because that's all you're getting tickets on. <laughs> uh, or Zerus here and there, which I was like, oh, come on. And so then like I just absolutely hit this ticket drought. And then I actually started getting rolls with no tickets on any minions. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know that was a, I it thought that there was always one. I didn't realize that it was possible not to get tickets, which again, changes my opinion on the hero even yeah. more. Cause I, like I thought that, yeah. Rare, Cause I can only think of one time I didn't have tickets offered on a roll, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, I feel like that would be a way to change him. If it does turn out that he is underperforming, I feel like guaranteeing that at least one minion in your tavern would have a ticket then that would be a better change than having sometimes where you just don't even have that option because you still in order to get the discover you'd have to buy three minions right so you have to spend nine gold to get that discover so i think it would still be okay the high roll potential though like i can see yeah. it. i can see it like oh you you went for a, a tribe and those tickets kept showing up on that tribe like that's gonna be but i think that nutty. that I think that's okay though, because that high roll is going to happen a whole lot less often than like high rolling into uh, the Ginny before the change, you know, like when it tier five and could discover tier sixes and, 
you know, tripling on, on tier four. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, I, that I've was also, more, that was a more consistent high roll that everyone could go for versus like, if you happen to randomly get tickets on all the exact right minions that you need, like that's going to happen one Silas game out of a hundred, if not less, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's also, it's like coming at a point where menagerie is hot in the meta. Mm. And so like, he also seems like it could be a decent menagerie hero because you don't yeah. want to be too precious about what you're buying and then also the mm -hmm. discover can help you find triples on the menagerie yeah. minions you're purchasing and yeah just i don't know he's interesting for sure he's wild he's definitely fun without a doubt mm -hmm. like if you played a lot of battlegrounds i think you're gonna have a good time playing him because he 100 makes you think about how you're playing the game differently and to me that's like i don't that's when i'm happy to take a step back from the mid maxing, like, is this good value on average across every game of battlegrounds? Like, yeah, <laughs> if you're asking me also do interesting things, like I give a shit that like, I still love Bigglesworth so mm -hmm. much. Oh and, yeah. I mean, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I dig him, but and, and overall I'm just, I'm just over the moon with the, with the current, uh, the current battlegrounds meta, you know, with the one that's like, I'm just like, what is happening is George the fallen. He's really good. Yes, he is. Two gold divine shield. Uh, shut up and take my gold. Like, <laughs> I've actually had quite a few George games since the change, and uh, he is super consistent <laughs> to get you a top four. <laughs> I've only had him offered once. I've gotten mm. more Lich King. Uh, I think I've played more Lich King the last week than I have since he's been good combined. Yeah, Lich King's still good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I've gotten a lot of Mayavs as well, but these are, have been some of the worst Mayav games I've, I've gotten. But that makes sense because I'm still like kind of figuring out what to draft, and that's very much weird Mayav sings. Yeah, is <laughs> when you have a, a game plan, but yeah. So like, I didn't want to spend too much time on battlegrounds, and we'll have more time over the coming weeks and whatnot because uh, I knew this is going to be a big episode where we talk about constructed cards. But I just wanted to make a mention because boy, I came home and it was just like. Happy birthday, Garrett. My birthday's in January. Doesn't matter. You're going to love Battlegrounds. Enjoy. So a lot of present analogies on this episode. Yep. <laughs> it's almost like we're opening presents or cards soon. Very soon, Joss. Hex. <laughs> so soon. We've got, wait, how long? Uh, Tuesday. Five days? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. 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 So I think we can pretty safely say we'll do an episode on Wednesday. Talk about yeah, what our, yeah, that's a that's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I don't mind like a day between major updates. So look forward, everybody. I think it's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for hanging with us. I, I you know, never know how long these things are going to go, but I hope we helped you burn up some serious hours out of your work day <laughs> with us in your earbuds. Um, so with that in mind, if you want to write in, be a part of the show, the email to do so is tacpodcast at gmail.com. If you are a patron, if you're supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC, first off, thank you. That's very kind. You don't have to, and we really appreciate that you do. Um, but also you can drop us a message on the patron discord. Feel free to tag us and, uh, skip the inbox entirely. Um, other than that, Speaking of our patrons, huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Declan H, Cheesy Bob, and Lord of the Cup. If you want to become a Patreon producer, um, help us out big time with, you know, paying our bills. Uh, and also get thanked on every single episode of The Angry Chicken. Check out patreon.com slash TAC. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at TAC Podcast, and you can catch us live when we announce that it's going live because we tend to shift it 
these days, considering when big news drops for Hearthstone, you should be not only following that Twitter account, because that's when we announce that we're going live, but also just check us out, twitch.tv slash TV. You want to watch us on YouTube? It's youtube.com slash TV. Unless you want the full uncut VODs, it's youtube.com slash numerical 2 Folks have been asking again where those are. They're, they're there. They're there. We link to them in the blog. Go check it there. Emove.tv. So that's going to wrap it up. But before we go, Joss, you don't only do the anger chicken. You're doing all sorts of awesome stuff around the web. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Joss Plays. Uh, wanted to give another shout out to everybody who helped us out with Extra Life last weekend. We had, I think, the best year we've ever had without uh, surprise random dev donations, uh, which happened to us one year. Um, it was just, it was all you guys, all the community. We raised more money this year than we ever have before. If you would like to continue to support the cause, it's the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. And uh, you can still donate all the way till the end of December. We're going to be doing more streams, but um, I doubled my goal. So uh, yeah, you guys have just been amazing. Thank you guys so much for hanging out on Saturday. Uh, again, the link is bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020 if you would like to donate. Otherwise, uh, just go and follow the stream, twitch.tv slash Plays in order to uh, see when we're streaming. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been an absolutely awesome year. You guys are phenomenal and I love you. It is such an awesome cause. I'm not sure I've ever mentioned this before, but I know you do this every year. Um, and somehow this has never come up. I spent like over a month in a children's specific hospital when I was growing up. I had this horrible, crazy infection that could have killed me or taken my leg. Um, Jesus. And yeah, I was like laid up in the hospital for a long time when I was young. And like children's hospitals are legit. Like I was terrified. I still to this date have like a raging fear of anything medical related. I don't like going to the doctor. I hate being in hospitals, but like understandable specific <laughs> hospitals do wonders for kids. So mm-hmm. it's, it's such a good cause. So um, I'm stoked at how well that's been going for you guys this week. So everyone go support it. It's such a good freaking cause. Um, go check that out um, for my stuff. Garrett art on Twitter, a move.tv for everything else. Let's talk about star Wars is back because the Mandalorian is back. Wow. Killer is back because I am back. Into the Nexus just recorded. We, I double stacked it on Thursday. I am tired and hungry. So with that in <laughs> mind, let's bring this show to an end. Until next week, where we will be celebrating the release of Dark Moon Fair. Job's done. Job's done.